No portion of this program may be reproduced without the express written permission of WQAM. Don't tell me that Jay Touchy Feely is muscled as well as Joe Rosewell. And you are home for Miami Dolphins football. Oh my God. Sports Radio 560 WQAM. Miami, Fort Lauderdale. Is it true? It is. Absolutely. Down a mountain road in a rundown shack, you got your good brethren Billy riding half his back. Goes to sell a freight in a Christian way after hanging up the feller that they thought was gay. Fly your flag like a rebel, but you found gonna do it some man for its head. Bailey Daisy Mayor Bowles jumping at the bit in the fine church going dresses lickety split. At the first Baptist church of the Nazarene, they got the lad drinking out, met the pet of me. So fly your flag like a rebel, cause the South's gonna do it some man for its head. So freak out, spin like a dreidel, get down, breathe as much as you're able, move around. Your baby sister looks good, be proud. And do like Jesus would. Fly your flag like a rebel while the South's gonna do it to men for its age. I'm dying out of here. This is that thing. It's Christian run. Well, you know they gather only to the inbred and dumb. Can't spell a word that's bigger than Ford. Base the votes on who invokes the name of their Lord. Education is the devil. It's the South's gonna do it to men for its age. Judgment Day is coming down the track before there's time with them good old boys and gals taking their lives. Can't get any dumber than Southern Pride, praise Bush, Robinson, and Chuckery. Jesus Christ. Yee-hoo. Be proud. You're a 25% or be loud. When debating with the center, look around. Four crown holes to enter, pull down. Your pants to three more kin, have another but baby, because stuff's gonna do it to me. Or it's a. I'm dying, I'm dying over here. It's 10.02 at 560 WQM. So let me tell you part of the reason I was sick on Friday. Okay. You know, when you don't get enough sleep? Sure. You can be really sick and wake up and you right. get the crud and. It messes with your immune One thirty in the morning, uh, my Blackberry went off which I keep on the nightstand next to my bed, and woke me up out of a sound sleep. And you know what it was? And who it was from? What, what time was it? 1.30 in the morning. It was from Norm Kent. Cordis. No, George has got it right. How did you know that? I, uh, just a guess. I was just trying to think somebody who doesn't have a clue, and that was the first yeah. thing that came to my mind. And it was a, a joke. The new no. Yankee logo, and it had the no. Yankee logo from the shoulder with a with a syringe in it. See, I thought that it had something to do with something, and he just didn't know about Oh, it time. had something to do with something, all right. It had something to do with the fact that somebody is like, like that. That's what it had to do with. Overgrown child. Just be 1.34 in the a.m., okay? And I wake up and look at it, and I'm thinking, you know, when you get somebody sending you a message at 1.30 in the morning, I mean, it could be like, you know, spam. It could be, uh, you know, one of those You're thinking things. it's important. Though. But other than that, you're thinking, oh, this must be something important. Maybe right, somebody something had a car wreck or somebody died or, you know, like that. Right. And I look at it, and here's a link to this thing with the new Yankee logo. Ha, ha, ha. And it's got a syringe on the, uh, the middle of the, oh. I get it. It's funny. It's about steroids. It's not funny. 
I, yeah, I'm being sarcastic. And so after that, I just lay there, and you know how sometimes, usually with me, when I wake up in the middle of the night, I can go right back to sleep. I just roll over and just collapse. This particular time, I, I think I was up to like four in the morning. Wow. Just laying there, wondering, uh, you know, just evaluating my life. One thirty-four in the morning. What kind of a a suckhole? What kind of a simpleton does a thing like that? Kind of a jackass does that? Well, I think we know what kind. Yeah, I think we do know. Gay. Yeah. Well. Okay, let's get the uh, thing on the road here now. Tom Jicker writes in his Q and A, and by the way, thanks to Charlie B for pointing this out, which I didn't know. I didn't know where this was from, Charlie B. But then again, you know, he's another one. Needs a life, Charlie. I have no life. One of the uh, cues in Tom's Q&A, where will Hank Goldberg wind up? He was so awesome. I listened to him online in Atlanta, so I'll try to find him wherever he turns up. It's sad he's no longer on the air, says L.Y. in Atlanta. Tom Jicka's answer is, you'll have to settle for catching Hank on ESPN, which has stepped up his assignments now that he, know ha he has no daily local obligations. As for radio, there's a possibility ESPN will use him from time to time as a fill-in host. A long shot would be new management at WQAM to reverse the blunders the current regime is making. How do you like that, Tommy? Oh. To reverse the blunders the current regime is making. The understatement of the century. <coughs> is that incredible or what? Leave it to little Tommy. Right. Of course, Joe Bell would say, Jolly Joe, Oh, well, that's Tom Jicka. You know, he only writes about his friends. He's such a... Yeah. Right. Whatever you say, Joe. Johnny Padres is dead. Padres? His Padres. death was announced oh. by his wife, Joan, who said he was being treated for heart and kidney problems and a leg infection. He served as the Twins pitching coach from 81 to 85. He was a great Dodger back in the 50s. Johnny Padres, pitcher. As a player, Padres, a left-hander, was hardly a star on the Brooklyn Dodgers team with Jackie Robinson, Pee Wee Reese, Roy Capanella, Gil Hodges, and Duke Snyder in the lineup, and Don Newcomb and Carl Erskine on the pitching staff. In 1955, he had a modest 9-10 and 10 record for a team that won the National League pennant by 13 and a half games. But in the World Series that year, he won three games on his 23rd birthday, giving up seven hits and 8-3 to three win over the Yankees at Ebbets Field. One of them, I guess. He didn't win all three of them on his 23rd birthday. That would be a little bit. And he completed an eight-hitter beating Tommy Byrne in Game 7 at Yankee Stadium. I was still a kid, Padre said in 2000, who expected me to beat the Bombers. There wasn't any pressure on me. He was traded to the Tigers in 66. Also pitched for the San Diego Padres. Johnny Padres is uh, dead. Nope. What did I say? Padres? He pitched for the San Diego Padres. Johnny Padres. Would you, wouldn't be right any other way, would it? How about those Patriots, by the way? Oh, the jealousy, man. It's palpable. You can feel it. You can smell it. Oh, we hate the Patriots. They cheat. And by the way, brainstem, let me tell you something. You are so freaking senile, it's pathetic. The brainstem. Well, they're a bunch of cheaters. Uh, that guy that you just had on the air, is he, uh, you know, support cheaters? Oh, yeah, the brainstem. Why don't you finally uh, fess up that they canned your ass, shoes, Shoesmeister? So Jay Touchy Feely has invaded the uh, Joe Rose Show. What is, what is the thing with Joe can't work alone? You know, he, he's just fine all by himself. He does a wonderful job. People like him. He sings those spots. He's got 80 million live spots. What what's that all about? Hey. Well, I think he Zach made, won't cuddle with him, so he needs other people to. Oh, you know, he made a bad mistake there. The first one, uh, which by the way, he ain't on today. Jack's jerks. I don't know what he's doing. Maybe he's uh, in mourning because the Heat lose every game they play. We got Bo Camper on from two to four. They're Kimba Bo Camper. Wow. 
Then we got Mad Dog four to seven, Dolphins All Access seven to nine with John Linder and Troy Drayton, and then the Beast Nine at midnight. Oh, wow! Here's the poll from Friday. How interested are you in the 2008 presidential race? Fifteen hundred ninety-nine vote. Wasn't that awful genteel of me to cut it off? I could let it go to sixteen. Yeah, whatever. But I didn't do it. Fifteen ninety-nine. Very interested. A thousand eight. Sixty-three percent. Somewhat. Two hundred ninety-five. Eighteen percent. Not at all. One hundred fourteen. Seven point one percent. Not at all. They don't wanna. A little bit. Hundred eight. Six point seven percent. And what me worry? Seventy-four. Not at all. One hundred fourteen. Okay. Of course, you hear the calls that we get. Does that tell you something? Mm-hmm. What, me worry? Like that, you know. So what's the story? Jay Feeney wants to be a broadcaster now like every other ex-jock. Every ex-jock is a broadcaster. Any guy that ever took a shower with another guy is a, is a sportscaster now. Even if it was like just at the YMCA. Yeah, not all of us. Well... No, well, I mean, I'm a broadcaster. I used to take showers with guys mm-hmm. in high school. Well, I think we all did. Yeah, but this was mandatory. I, I know. That's what I'm saying. I certainly would. What will be the most likely to happen one year from now? That's Charlie B's poll today. Charlie, get a life already, will you? You just bug me. Gas, four dollars a gallon, 146. Neil gets a contract with another station, 85. Oh, soon, soon, please. The Democrats win the White House, 78. Dolphins suck through another uh, uh, season, 61. Oh, not the Parcells era. Could that be bad? Could. Could be. Because let me ask you something about the big tuna. Is he going to play or what? No. No more Jews at QAM, 35. They got a good start on that already. The U.S. will be at war with Iran, 20. And I notice your presidents are ratcheting up the rhetoric now. You know, talking a lot of crap. A black is elected president or VP, 19. No one hires Neil, so he retires, 18. The Republicans keep the White House, 16. Dolphins make a comeback, head into the playoffs, 9. Oh, man, silly people. A woman is elected president or VP, only 9. And Osama is captured. Osama, your mama, who is that? 5. He don't think too much about him anymore. Your president, Osama, your mama, he ain't got time. He's, he's busy over there with his Saudi buddies holding hands. Holding hands, which seems very gay to me, but what do I know? Did you see those uh, shots of him over there with them ragged? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. They're chummy. Yeah. They're the best of buddies, man. The Saudis. Clinton and Obama spur over a remark about Dr. King. We'll get to that. Got a big pile of stuff today and probably a lot of good calls, too, like this. Yeah, there you go. All There's right. A, what? Well, that's a regular. Every that day was we great. get started with the bongos. You don't have to cut them off so short. I was just getting into that. Too bad. Time to beat. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Neil God. Hair. I need some water and I need some gruel. I'll be good, and you can treat me gruel. Come on and torture me. 
torture unless you admit it. Is that right? That's what he said. Mm. It's not torture unless you admit it. So just keep it a secret like everything else. Just run a Nazi regime like the one we already have in there. I guess he's not the change candidate unless his McCain always says it's like change your mind from one minute to the next. Escalating their fight for the Democratic presidential nomination, Senator Hillary Rodham Clinton and Senator Barack Obama engaged in a war of words yesterday over Mrs. Clinton's recent remark about the role that the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. played in securing civil rights laws in the 1960s. Mrs. Clinton made the remark last Monday as part of her latest political argument that Mr. Obama was an eloquent speaker but not a proven force for change, a description she's applied to herself. <laughs> I would point to the fact that Dr. King's dream began to be realized when President Johnson passed the Civil Rights Act of 1964 when he was able to get through Congress something that President Kennedy was hopeful to do. The president before had not even tried, but it took a president to get it done, she said. That dream became a reality. The power of that dream became real in people's lives because we had a president who said we're going to do it and actually got it accomplished. In a combative exchange on the NBC News program, Eat the Press, during a campaign swing through South Carolina, Mrs. Clinton was confronted by program host Tim Russert over her remark and the unflattering news coverage that depicted her as insensitive toward Dr. King. She and Obama are scoring off in the South Carolina primary June 26th, a contest in which black voters make up 50% of the Democratic electorate and Obama's way ahead. Clearly, we know from media reports that the Obama campaign is deliberately distorting this, Mrs. Clinton said. I think it's such an unfair and unwarranted attempt to misinterpret and mischaracterize what I've said. Look at what I've done my entire life. I've been working on behalf of civil rights, women's rights, human rights for years, and I know how challenging it is to change our political system, and I have the highest regard for those who put themselves on the line. Speaking to reporters on a conference call on Sunday, Obama refuted the charge that his campaign had been trying to fan the flames of black voters and party leaders about Mrs. Clinton's comments involving Dr. King. Senator Clinton made an unfortunate remark, an ill-advised remark about King and Lyndon Johnson. I didn't make this statement, Obama said. I haven't remarked on it. And she, I think, offended some folks who felt that somehow diminished King's role in bringing about the Civil Rights Act. She's free to explain that, but the notion that somehow this is our doing is ludicrous. The third contender for the Democratic nomination, former Senator John Edwards, also jumped into the fray yesterday, using the fight to press his continuing argument that Mrs. Clinton is an establishment politician who would not bring change to Washington as president. I must say, I was troubled recently to see a suggestion that real change that came not through the Reverend Dr. Martin Luther King, but through a Washington politician. I fundamentally disagree with that, Edward said, before more than 200 people at a predominantly black Baptist church in Sumter, South Carolina. Among those coming to Mrs. Clinton's defense on Sunday was Robert L. Johnson, the founder of the Black Entertainment Television Network, who appeared at a rally with her in Columbia, South Carolina. 
He said Mrs. Clinton didn't mean to take any credit away from Dr. King, who he said had led a moral crusade that ultimately had to be written into law. That's the way the legislative process works in this nation, and that takes political leadership. He said that's all Hillary was saying. That's all that Swillery was saying. Mr. Johnson then set off another round of skirmishing between the campaigns as he appeared to raise the specter of Mr. Obama's drug use as a young man, a matter that the candidate has written and spoken about candidly. To me, as an African-American, I'm frankly insulted that the Obama campaign would imply that we're so stupid that we would think Hillary and Bill Clinton have been deeply and emotionally involved in black issues since Barack Obama was doing something in the neighborhood, and I won't say what he was doing, but he said it in the book, when they have been involved, Mr. Johnson said. He was doing something in the hood. Yeah. I'm not going to say what it was, but that we, he was having a rip-snorting good time. Good. The Obama campaign initially responded by sending reporters an email that quoted former state representative T.S. Levy Johnson of South Carolina, who sharply criticized the Clinton campaign for not rebuking Robert Johnson for his remarks. I think it's offensive that Senator Clinton literally stood by and said nothing is another one of her campaign's top supporters launched a personal divisive attack on Barack Obama, he said. For someone who decries the politics of personal destruction, she should have immediately denounced these attacks on the spot. But, of course, she won't because this is all part of their game plan. It's the, it's the Republican tactic, the smear and schmear. The Clinton campaign, in turn, issued a statement by Robert Johnson later Sunday afternoon that sought to clarify his remarks and deny that he was alluding to any past drug use by Mr. Obama. My comments today were referring to Barack Obama's time spent as a community organizer and nothing else, he said. Any other suggestion is simply irresponsible and incorrect. Right. And it goes on and on and on. Smear and schmear and lob and slob and all that other, you know. Which has nothing to do with anything that's going on with the uh, economy, with the war, and with the crazy Iranians and the ragheads, all that stuff. But why should we, we, we worry about things like that, right? Right. As opposed to smear and schmear. That's uh, basically what American politics is all about. And Swillery, she's, she's uh, desperate, even though she pulled New Hampshire out of her ugly ass. She's desperate. And you want to know why? No, I know why. The first contest of the two, Washington Post says 2008 presidential campaign have led to dramatic shakeup in public opinion nationally, with John McCain now leading the Republicans and Senator Barack Obama all but erasing Hillary Clinton's once overwhelming advantage among Democrats, according to the newest Washington Post ABC News poll. As the campaign heads into the next round of voting this week, the competitive contest in both parties have captured the public attention. Four out of five are closely tuned in, not in our crowd. And a third are very closely following the races of sharp increase from a month ago, and well higher than the proportion saying so at this stage in 2000 or 2004. What do we have in our poll? On the previous one, you can look. At I don't it. know. Uh, did I Schmidt can it for very? How much? One thousand eight for very. No, but what percentage? Uh, sixty-three. Oh, see, weak. Eighty percent nationwide. Only sixty-three percent in our crowd. Well, your mama. How do you like that? Your mama so socks in hell. Clinton had dominated national polls from the outset, holding a 30-point advantage as recently as a month ago. Third, the competitiveness of the first two contests appears to have reverber rever uh, reverberated among Democrats across the country. Wow. You know something? Next time somebody sends me a message at 1.34 in the morning, yeah. I'm going to put a pipe bomb up their ass. In the new poll, 42% of likely Democratic voters support Clinton, 37 back Obama. Clinton's support is down 11 points from just a month ago, while Obama's up 14. John Edwards is a distant third with 11%, followed by little Dennis Kucinich with 2%. How do you like that, Al Rogers? Your Dennis Kucinich campaign is really going over big, man, like matzo balls in hell. 2% for Dennis Kucinich. It's because he's got, he's got a bad hairpiece. He's about 2 feet tall. Other than that, 
The big gains by McCain, which came after his victory in the New Hampshire primary, marked the first time he's topped the Republican field in the post-ABC News National Survey. His rise mirrors a dramatic tumble for Rudy Giuliani, who led most national polls throughout last year. Giuliani finished well back in both Iowa and New Hampshire and ranks fourth in the new poll, 15%. McCain, meanwhile, has got more than double the support he had a month ago. He's got 28%. Mike Huckleberry has got uh, 20 And Rudy Giuliani, what? Oh, Mitt Romney's got uh, 19 Giuliani, 20, and Romney, 19. Former uh, goofball Fred Thompson registers 8% single digits for the first time. He got no chance. And Ron Paul, who got 10% in uh, Iowa, 8% in New Hampshire, he's got a whopping 3%. And Duncan Hunter, 2%. That's nationwide. Although Clinton maintains a range among women overall in the new pool, Obama's Eliminated the 3-to-1 advantage she enjoyed among single women a month ago. Married women go for Clinton over Obama, 53 to 30%. Married women go for Clinton over Obama, 53 to 30%. How do you like that? Don't okay. let women vote. That's the key. Don't let the women vote. Clinton is still <laughs> seen as the done. strongest leader and most electable among Democratic candidates, but Obama's risen significantly on both counts since December. Obama's up 14 points as the strongest leader in the field and 20 points as the most electable candidate. You know, these are just numbers. Here it is. It's only the, uh, what is it, 14th of January? Mm -hmm. El 14 de Janeiro, whatever that means. See. And the Michigan primary, the Democratic, it's just a beauty contest because they're not going to recognize the delegates, just like Florida. We're going to have a primary i got a big story on that from the Herald saying, oh, don't worry, it's going to get a lot of national attention, even though, of course, there will be no delegates. Because they decided, to, oh, we've got to rush ahead and get in there early. Well, what's the big rush? Mm -hmm. we got Kim Bocamper, too, this afternoon, boy, and again tomorrow. Where, where's Jerks? I don't know. I'm going to rush for you to take that break, though. Why? Oh. Well, you don't need to be there. Why, Bye. You're going re to rejoice? <laughs> He's already gone. <laughs> He flew out of the room. Wow. Let us all rejoice, baby. I had uh, three or four rejoices this morning. Must be, must be the after effects of that little uh, bug I had. Is that I got bugged at 1.34 in the morning with a stupid-ass uh, text message about some stupid-ass and very unfunny joke about the Yankee logo. Some people don't want to grow up, okay? Some people... I have no life. Oh, my God. Hillary, I'd like to dispel these vicious rumors that I'm having an affair with my beautiful personal assistant, Huma, or as I call her, Honey Bear. I first met Huma at a softball game. She was wearing an LPGA visor, and I knew the two of us should have a conversation. Turns out, we have many common interests. A love of pantsuits, rare indigo girls bootlegs, and eating raw clams. Huma's my confidant. I open wide up to her and she touches me with her insight and advice. Not all business, though. We like to clip campaign articles and sometimes end up playfully scissor fighting like giggling schoolgirls. <laughs> there, I've come out and said it. I, Hillary Clinton, am not a lesbian. 1031 at 560 WQAM. Hello. Yes, I'd like to talk to Neil. Speaking. Neil, I want to thank you for the years of informing and entertaining me. And you were right all of these years. Bush is a Hitler, and 9-11 was his Reichstag fire. 
Your website got me looking into September 11th. And I want to know if you've ever heard of a guy named Alex Jones. Sure. He's a um, I need your listeners. I'm asking your listeners to Google that guy. Google yeah. that name. Let me say it again. He's a crazy person, but that's okay. Well, he's got a lot of points to make about yeah. 9-11. Yeah, and some of them uh, probably are correct, and some of them are like off the deep end. But that's okay. It's worth reading. Prison Planet. Yes. Yes, sir. Uh -huh. Yes, sir. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, he's a little bit of that, which, of course, you know, hurts his credibility a little bit. Because when a crazy person says a bunch of things, you tend to discount all of them, which is not correct, you know. Am I right? You're right. WQIO, George isn't back yet. Not he's yet. Uh, jonesing. QAM. Make it this. Make it this. Make it this. He's uh, joicing. Forget what you've heard about Florida's primary not making any difference in the Democratic nomination process, says the Herald. So what if candidates are boycotting the state? Here's why Florida's Democratic primary, January 29th, will likely matter. A million, maybe two million people will go to the polls. The names of eight Democratic candidates will be on the ballot. The votes will be tallied, and the results will be announced. You know, in the Michigan primary, because it's, um, yeah, because it's not going to count the same deal because they decided to hold it early. So Hillary's the only uh, name that anybody knows on the ballot on the Democratic side. Mm -hmm. Obama's not even on the ballot. Why is that? Did you know that? Did not know. It has to have value, meaning Florida, because someone's going to win and somebody's going to lose. Whoever wins is certainly going to claim it, said Democratic pollster Tom Eldon. I wonder if he's kin to Eldon Harner, who's been surveying likely primary voters. Unless the media boycotts the race, Florida will have an impact. In a race in which Hillary and Barack Obama have split the winning so far and could do the same in Nevada and South Carolina, Florida will serve as the largest testing ground yet. It will also deliver the last boost of momentum before the 22 state voting blitz on February 5, Super Tuesday, that's likely to settle the nomination. If this continues to be as close and roller coaster like as we're seeing, there will be a strong message that comes out of Florida, said the state's Democratic Party chairwoman, Karen Thurman. After Iowa and New Hampshire, I don't see headlines about the number of delegates that the candidates got. It's been about the winner. If John Edwards does poorly in his birth state of South Carolina January 26th and pulls out of the race, Florida will reveal to whom his supporters will turn, to whom they turn. And if Obama wins South Carolina and ways of support from the state's large black population, the momentum could help him catch up to or even overtake a weakened Clinton in Florida, where she's led by double digits in the polls for months. Florida is simply too big to ignore and too critical of the final outcome in November. And here's the latest poll. And wouldn't you know it, you want to know why Swillery is still way ahead in Florida? Why is that? What's the demographic of Florida? Death plus 10. Uh, too many old people. Got it? Got it. Quinnipiac University's latest poll of Floridians shows that there's a statistical tie with the top four Republicans. McCain, 22 points. Giuliani and Romney each with 20. And Mike Huckabee is, uh, it says they can, they can feel Mike Huckabee's breath, but it doesn't give a number for what he's got. That's great. He's breathing down their back, but we don't have a number. Idiot. Who wrote this crap? The Herald. Figures. Fred Thompson, 7%. Ron Paul, 5 Barely make the cut. Huckabee is on their ass, but don't have a number here. In the Herald... Margin of error, 4.8% for the 421 Democrats and 419 Republicans polled. The close numbers on the Republican side mean that wins in Michigan and South Carolina will make this and other Florida polls really dated really fast. Early voting starts today in Florida, and Election Day is January 29th. Pollster Peter Brown suggests that everything's all but wrapped up in Florida's beauty contest. But Hillary slams Barack Obama by 21 points with a 52 to 31 lead. How do you like that? And three-quarters of her supporters claim they'll stick with her, while only 61% of Obamaites feel the same way for their man. 
Brown said the big loser in Florida is Democrat John Edwards, former vice presidential candidate with nine points, who couldn't even get the endorsement of his former running mate, John Kerry, as we know. Also, Brown notes, these numbers can't be good news for Rudy Giuliani, who keeps slip, slip, slipping in poll after poll, as he lost in Iowa, New Hampshire, no matter how much deli and how many guayaberas he wears in uh, Florida. Despite setting up shop in the Sunshine State, Giuliani expected it needed to win Florida. Giuliani, though, has the most non-committed voters, while McCain's support is flimsier, Brown suggests. Oh, he has the most committed voters, Giuliani. With McCain, only 42% of voters say they're a firm commitment. They're rock, uh, rock solid. So there you go. That's the deal. George still isn't back. He's rejoicing. I guess it's going to be another uh, segment without him like last week. Wow. Woo! He must have caught Norm Kent disease. From getting uh, mess- awoken at 1.34 in the morning for a stupid-ass joke that wasn't even funny. We love the Yankees. They're taking drugs. Oh, my God. I just... I don't get it. WQAM, hello. Uh, QAM. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. I just want to point out real quick that the callers uh, who say, you really got to listen to Alex Jones. These people are nuts. Yeah. These people claim that our government is some sort of uh, efficient, fascistic type of uh, government. Which it these is, People yes. are so inept. No, they're not. They're so inept. They can't do anything right. And the no. idea that these No, he's right about fascism. I've been saying that for 15 years. Well, what fascism about the right, is right wing being a bunch of fascists? Neocon, baby. Neocon. They put the neo-Nazi into neocon. Get out of here. Schmuck. No, they're just incompetent. Yeah, they're real incompetent. T- taking away your rights and tapping your phone and doing all these other, uh, you know, torturing people. They're real incompetent. Blowing up buildings, things like that. And you'll notice that Bush was just over there with his Saudi buddies again, and they're talking about, well, we have to, we have to relax the restrictions on Saudi uh, youth who want to come over and study in America. Yeah, let's let a bunch of more uh, airplane hijackers come over from Saudi Arabia. Let's let all the Saudis in here. Let's open up the doors of the madrasas and bring them all over here. Crazy bastards. By the way, Mr. President, thank you again for those low gas prices, which soon this spring will be over $4 a gallon. Thank you so much. And for that worthless American dollar. WQAM, hello. I like those new Ronzoni commercials. WQAM, hello. Hey, buddy. Yep. What's going on today? What do you got? Uh, well, I, what's the poll? WQAM, hello. Well, Neil. Yep. Yeah, uh, about the neocons, uh, they do exist, but there's also those wackos that believe that the 9-11 conspiracy uh, was an inside job. How do you know it wasn't? Huh? How do you know it wasn't? Oh, come on, Neil, that's so far-fetched. Do you really think this government will go ahead and, and start uh, a, a bombing World Trade Center, killing innocent people, an inside job? Oh, killing innocent people. Let me ask you this question. No, no, wait. Well, no, I want to ask you a question. Okay, all right, all right. Since you're so exercised and worked up about this, and they obviously have great expertise, how many Iraqis have died? And I'm talking about civilians since the Iraq attack. Well, a, a whole bunch. How many? Thousands and thousands, but I like to answer. Hundreds of thousands. The latest estimate is 655,000, okay? Okay, well. You're telling me the government won't kill innocent people? No, well, that's not my main point. Get out of here, you schmuck. You schmendrick. Oh, our government. You know what he reminds me of? He reminds me of Kay in The Godfather. Senators and presidents don't have men killed, Michael. Who's being naive now, Kay? Oh, you're back? Yeah, yeah. How was it? Moving experience. Oh, yeah. Wow. Our government wouldn't uh, do this, and our government wouldn't do that. (laughs) The neocons will do anything. Anything. 
And if you read that uh, PNAC project for the New American Century, that was part of the game plan. They had to have they had to have a Pearl Harbor like ma- a wild hysterical event that would the, it was the only way that would allow them to do a, carry out their game plan of reshaping the Middle East, so they could attach their long to all that oil over there. Crazy people. That's right, neocons, lunatics. They all ought to be rounded up and put on death row. Maniacs, Wolfowitz and Pearl and all this crowd. And Bill Crystal, there's another one. Which the New York Times, by the way, felt compelled to give him the op-ed and a column in the in the Times. Bill Crystal, that would be giving like giving Hitler a column in the Times. But that's America for you, man. And you want to know why? Why? The media is sick and needs help badly. Amen. Five seventy-three on the poll, but this poll is so. The, the answer, I mean, the poll is not bad, but the answer is just so long and convoluted, Charlie B. I'll read it like toward the ass end of the show. Along with Georgia's name. The best talent. Huh? This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. WQAM, a German man threw himself out of a third-story window in Berlin along with a Christmas tree during a late-night attempt to dispose of his festive decorations. Okay. The man fell seven meters. That's 22 feet from his flat. After he lost his balance throwing the tree onto the street Saturday, police in the western city of Mochengladbach said the tree didn't break the victim's fall. I'm near Berlin, I guess. There's a TV ad showing people having fun throwing their old Christmas trees out the window, said police spokesman Willie Thevison on Monday, but you're not supposed to jump with them. The man was taken to hospital in critical condition with severe head injuries after eyewitnesses saw him fall. Wow. That'll teach you. I guess the Lord wasn't looking out for yeah, him. Yeah, that's how you do Christmas it. Tree, huh? Maybe if he would have had a Hanukkah bush. Right. A Japanese man was arrested at the Philippines' main international airport after marijuana cigarettes were found in his underwear. Oh, no. An aviation report police said Monday. Nishi Kenichi, 55, was arrested Sunday at Manila's Ninoy Aquino International Airport after a policeman who frisked him during a routine body check felt something on his buttocks. All right. When police demanded that he take out what was hidden in his underwear, Kenichi brought out 34 marijuana cigarettes. Wow. 
Oh, I didn't know you could get that many in there. He just wanted to experience smoking marijuana when he returned to Japan and had no intention of selling the prohibited drug. The aviation police prevented Kenichi from taking his flight to Kansai and turned him over to Philippine Drug Enforcement Agency officers for a further investigation and a stern whipping and beating and lashing and torture and whatever, waterboarding, skiboarding. You'll love this story. The headline is, Super Tuesday is about a lot more than guacamole. Okay. We'll hear a lot about the Hispanic vote leading up to Super Duper Tuesday on February 5th. That's when presidential primaries occur in 23 states, several with large Hispanic populations. Already some of the candidates are retooling their message and trying to find a way to talk to Hispanics without sounding loco. Hillary Clinton got off to a rocky start. While chatting with Hispanic voters in a Mexican restaurant in Vegas last week, she stretched for an analogy to explain how all Americans are connected and their problems interconnected, despite the fact that we treat them as though one is guacamole and one is chips. I caramba, it says, quick rule of thumb. The nation's 46 million Hispanics are a proud people who have accomplished a great deal, have fought and died for this country in every military conflict dating back to the Civil War, and who embody the American dream. Uh. If you're a politician who's trying to relate to them, but your own knowledge of the group doesn't extend beyond whatever is on the number three combination plate. You want to be careful not to be so tone deaf that you wind up insulting them. One is guacamole and one is chips, says Swillery. That also goes for the reporters and pundits who are packing away their winter clothes headed for the Sun Belt while they try to unpack the mystery of the Hispanic voter. Good luck, it says. It's a complicated subject. Cuban Americans often vote Republican, no kidding, but Puerto Ricans are more likely to vote Democratic. The largest subgroup, Mexicans and Mexican Americans, are up for grabs. That's what I hear. They're conservative, especially on social issues, and yet mostly identify with Democrats while sometimes crossing party lines to vote for moderate Republicans. In this election, Republicans will likely take a thumping since many Hispanics blame them for turning the immigration debate into a culture clash and giving it an anti-Hispanic flavor. Under the best of circumstances, newspapers, magazines, and TV networks struggle to cover the Hispanic community and often come up short in part because they don't have enough Hispanics on staff. Not everybody can have Ricky Tiki Sanchez, thank God. Despite representing nearly 15% of the population, Hispanics make up about 4% of journalists. I'm astonished. Who wrote this? Mm. Ruben Navarrete, Jr. Okay. I'm astonished the Sunday morning talk shows managed to talk about the immigration issue with panels of contributors and commentators that usually don't include any single Hispanic voice. So you'll have to forgive NBC's Tim Russert for making a rookie mistake when during an appearance last week on the Today Show, he was asked by Matt Lauer what it meant that Bill Richardson ended his quest for the presidency. With the first serious Hispanic can- candidate for president out of the race, Russert said it meant that the Hispanic vote is wide open. The Hispanic vote has always been wide open. Last month in a survey of registered Hispanic Democratic voters, the Pew Hispanic Center found, and you're going to vomit when you hear this, Hillary Clinton at 59%, Barack Obama 15 and Bill Richardson 8%, John Edwards 4 Did you hear that number? Yeah, I heard it. It's nauseating. Clinton doesn't deserve that level of support from Hispanics, and maybe the race will tighten before February 5. Still, for now, if you're in her camp, a margin like that is worth celebrating. Chips and guacamole, anyone? Ask Ruben Everett, Jr., member of the editorial board of the San Diego Union Tribune and nationally syndicated columnist. Smartass. Chips and guacamole, anyone? Yeah, what does she know? She's just a bubblehead is what she mm-hmm. is. Oh, no, we love Hillary. Her last name is Clinton. She's married to Bubba. We want her back in the White House. Yeah. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, when I listen to your show, I touch myself in certain... Yeah, good. We're real happy. QAM, hello. Got a red out of my butt. QAM, Hello. 
Hi, that was good one, mate. Uh, Neil, chips and guacamole. How are you, sir? Okay. Okay. Uh, before the, uh, we talk about the politics, it was uh, funny that story about the Japanese guys in, in the Philippine airport. Yeah. What would make him put it in his buttocks was my thing. I lived in Japan and the Philippines in the late 70s and the early 80s. Mm-hmm. And some of the best weed in Asia was known to come out of the Philippines. It was great stuff. Yeah. But if you were going to go into an airport, you got to put that in your crotch, man, because that's the only place those Filipinos and Japanese won't touch on a pat-down. That's not what I heard. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye. Okay. Yeah, we got a lot of Filipinos here, and believe you me, every one of them would touch your crotch first. Every single one of them. Even the straight ones, if there are any. Are there any straight Filipinos? No. Only 608 votes on the poll. Our goal today is uh, 610. Chris. Sounds good to me. Well, that's because Jay Feely is on the Joe Rowe show now, so it's just, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I'm, some, some things I'm better off just keeping to myself, you know what I mean? No, what? Because I was sitting here waiting for you. And I'm listening to the, uh, you know, Danny Marino Monday morning extravaganza with the football, uh, f- whatever, with Joe. And I hear this voice, and I thought it was like some high school kid. Well, let me ask you, Danny. Danny, do you think that maybe if they would have had the... And, and I'm thinking to myself, who who is this person? I thought maybe it was one of the board ops. Yeah. And then I find out it's Jay Touchy Feely. Everybody who plays any game is a broadcaster. Do you understand that, folks? I want you to mark that down. Write it on your sleeve. Write it on your ass. Everybody who ever plays a game, played a game, might play a game someday, is a broadcaster. And now we've got like 6,000 of these damn football shows on there, and everybody who ever played the National Football League is a broadcaster, including some people who are so inarticulate and some who are so illiterate that it's downright embarrassing. I don't want to mention Shannon not so sharp. I don't want to mention him again. See, I, I just don't understand why, uh, you know, well, I do understand because they're hypocrites. Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson, all these other troublemaking activists. Why they don't complain about that? Why they're not screaming? They're all pissed off about Don Imus and nappy-headed hose. But when they put somebody yeah, on there yeah, who, who is the worst, I mean, who sets back race relations a hundred years like that, who cannot speak, who's as inarticulate, and believe me, that's a compliment as the day is long. And that's okay. It's just like all the other black stereotypes. Every TV show, every movie is a fat black mama. All black women are like fat black mamas with big asses. Am I right? Yep. Including on that stupid-ass show, The View, which I don't watch, but that's what you're telling me. They they have to have one. I don't understand what that they is. Have, they have to have a token black woman who's got a gotta, huge gotta ass. Got to be fat. The size of a state like Rhode Island. WQAM, hello. I'm fat. QAM, hello. Hey, uh, I heard that uh, George Napolitano is gay and he wants to uh, make love. Dump it. QAM, hello. Hello there. Yes, I'd like to get a chance to speak to Neil Rogers, please. Speaking. Hello there, Neil. Outstanding. I just got to say I love your show and I'm glad you can take care of all these people who are taking care of them very nicely. And those people at the front desk who don't understand what ADA means, that's... And that's well, what your, are you talking about? I'm talking about the the fact that nobody else can relate to what you're saying and some of us can. And I really want to tell you how much I appreciate that. I served in the Marine Corps. The people at the front desk? Yeah, the main number at the business office at AT&T, those people that I worked for 35 years and they can't figure it out yet. They don't know how to get the numbers right to get to you. I want to say thank you for everything you've Okay, done. you're welcome, and uh, don't call again. Wow. 
Do you have any idea what he was talking about? I'm talking about the ADA, baby. He knows it. <laughs> hey, he's disabled. Couldn't you tell? Listen, just uh, leave it. You know what I'm saying? Don't uh -huh. touch it. Don't go there. I don't touch it. No, I don't either. In fact, I don't even know where it is anymore. <laughs> Biggest names. I'm getting a search party. Filipino. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. This is the Neil Rogers Show. <laughs> this is your brain. <laughs> Any questions? This is an ABC News special report. I'm in. I'm in to win. And I can't wait. This election doesn't matter. We don't want to solve problems. And I admit, I would like to literally just knock our country off course. Really, what will it take? Promoting parties. Good times. Drugs. That's what it's all about. Thank you from the bottom of my behind. <laughs> It's 11 o'clock at 560 WQM. Happy Monday to you. we got Kimba Bocamper or two this afternoon. Wow. You know how some people just never really go away? They just they go away for a little while, and then they keep popping up again, yeah? Mm -hmm. Keep resurfacing? Well, it's probably your fault. You're asking where he was last week. And it must be it. They must have forgotten all about him, and then I mentioned it right away. Oh, let's get him back on again, because the jerks is off a couple days. Is he back again tomorrow? Oh, yeah, let's know on Wednesday. The Jerk Show. Thursday. And Friday. we got three jerk shows this week. All right. So get those bongos ready. Got them. WQAM, hello. Neil, there's a song. I'm trying to get the artist. It's, yeah, it's called, it's called it, My it, Fist is in Your Rectum. That's what it's called. That's the rectum kid. Mm -hmm. That's all he knows. Right. i got uh, 14 candy bars in my rectum. I, yeah, he's the rectum. kid. WQAM, hello. Morning, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. Thank you. Uh, did, you get to, did you get to see the press conference in with T.O. after the game yesterday with that crying bit? Yeah, I saw that, yeah. Oh, my God. That was so embarrassing. You know that the Patriots are going to take it all. And yeah. I understand they're just going through the motions. They've mm -hmm. got it locked up. Yeah. They, unless they somehow can get well, the grade. I'll tell you what, Call one of the sports shows and talk about T.O. and the tears. No, oh, it's my boy. It's my boy. They're knocking Romo's a homo. It's my boy. Just a bunch of crap, okay? Just killing a lot of time with a lot of the same sports nerds sitting around the big table there. we got to have 18 experts, and JB is there with Jimmy and this one and that one and Danny, Jimmy and Danny. You know, they're not in the same one though together, right? One is on CBS, one is on Fox. Hmm. Correct. Hey, what would you know about it, Mr. No Sports? Mr. Party Pooper? Huh? I know about sports. I just don't watch other people do them. Well, too bad. QAM, Hello. Neil, that wasn't the Rectum Kid. I'm the Rectum Kid. Neil. Oh, sorry. Yeah, he sounded just like your twin brother. Okay, have a good time. Maybe you can rub each other Rectum. together. WQAM, hello. Venus was her name. WQAM, hello. Hey there. I'd like to speak to Neil, please. We saw just a little while ago. Isn't this yes. the same guy that yes, was on? Yes, 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 and why, why are you calling back, sir? Because you're a good man, and I yeah. am too. Yeah, you may be a good man, but I'm this ain't your you show, okay? Don't ever call this show again. Then I'll, I have to drive there, sir, so I can meet you and say thank you. You'll have to drive where? So I can meet you. I've You'll have to drive seat. where? To the show to meet you. Where's the show? Sir, i lived here sir, since 1950. Sir, sir, yes, sir, get some help. Too late. It's a new one today. All right. Oh, my God. It's not even noon yet. We already got a new one. Woo! WQAM, hello. QAM. You think the tuna can turn around? 
Yeah, his ass. Rectum. His big fat ass. That's what he's going to turn around. At the buffet line. Can the tuna turn it around? The big tuna. Yeah, you people, man, it's, it's very sad. Because you do understand, even though you're like Mr. Anti-Sports, you do understand that there's this gigantic number of people out there. That That's their whole life. That's all they know from. Do I know that? Yes. Uh, yeah, that's, if that's it weren't for that, there are two radio stations question, that right? would be off the air immediately, if not sooner. And as a result of that, when that, when all you have to look to fall back on is something that is so sad, so bad, so pathetically embarrassing. Can the tuna turn it around so we can feel better? I don't think so. WQAM, hello. That guy sounded like a stalker nail. Yeah. But I just wanted to say, this guy is. go Patriots. <laughs> go Patriots. <laughs> WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes. You mean they took off the humper to put this jacks on? They couldn't yes, get that the humper correct. that spot right there? Yeah. You know, they couldn't give him those two hours? That two to four? Yeah. He's gone, sir. He's gone. I, I, Just I know like that. I'll be gone soon. He's gone. I Just know. Just like I... you are now, gone. Or we gone. Gone. WQAM, hello. I just laid an egg apart. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. And at that moment, her toes curled. WQAM, hello. Good morning, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. Um, Neil, um, just so you know, this morning I was listening to Randy Rose on the radio. Mm-hmm. And, and she did happen to... <laughs> and she did happen to say... Abu Gar... Yeah. <laughs> she did happen to say um, that uh, uh, Phil Hendry and Neil Rogers are two of the most talent, talented people that she know on Who the cares? radio right now. Who cares? I know. Hey, and Neil, secondly, don't you think it's interesting that... Um, Barack Obama had the lead in the polls. Before what? Barack Obama had the lead in the polls um, before New Hampshire uh, was voted on, and then after when the results came out, Hillary won. Don't you think uh, those uh, voting machines are coming into play again? Uh, Dennis Kucinich is paying out of his own pocket for a recount in New Hampshire. They're going to recount the votes. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know that. I, I just thought that was interesting because yeah, it's uh, interesting and depressing, like this call. The Nevada Humane Society is doing a promotion surrounding the Martin Luther King holiday called Black is Beautiful, where black dogs and cats are offered for adoption at a reduced rate. Okay. It seems racially insensitive and not very respectful of King's memory. Of course, I'm not black, says whoever wrote this uh, in uh, Nevada, so it's not really my call. Anybody out there have any thoughts? This is what they write about in the Nevada newspaper. Is the Humane Society racially insensitive? I called NHS Executive Director Bonnie Brown to find out just what the heck she was thinking. He says she said that they have an abundance of black animals and wanted a promotion to find homes for them. Now, this is something I never heard of before, did you? Nope. That we are racist against black animals. Tiny was black, and, of course, now he's dead. I like black. She said they, yeah, I bet. She said they set up the promotion and realized it was over the King holiday and were indeed concerned that some might be offended by it. So she said they ran it by three black staff members, and they said they were all fine with it. We never intended to offend anyone, she said. I mentioned how People Magazine ran a story last year on black animals being less likely to be adopted from shelters and how there's a website, blackpearldogs.com, devoted to encouraging adoption of big black dogs. Brown said she's also found reluctance of people to adopt black animals. We have black kitties with fantastic personalities, and for some reason people overlook them, she said. I think this is a bunch of crap. 
I said I had no problem with the Black is Beautiful campaign in principle. NHS did a special adoption event for orange cats in October, but it just seemed ill-advised to do over the King holiday. She responded, maybe this will turn out to be boneheaded, and if so, we'll learn from it. It's going to be boneheaded. Sounds to me like she's boneheaded. WQAM, hello. You notice the the sound? Quiet, very quiet. Very quiet line. I like this. WQAM, hello. Not there. QAM, hola. QAM, yes, sir. Good morning. How are you? Okay. You know this OJ seemed to got railroaded again. Yeah, he just keeps getting railroaded over and over again. Yeah. I mean, you know, let's give the guy a break. What the hell did he do wrong? What did he did wrong was he uh, broke the judge. The judge made a very specific order, which we all saw on TV. He wasn't to contact any of the other co-defendants in any way, shape, or form, and they got it on tape that he's telling them what to say and don't change your story. Now, that's what he did wrong, sir. Well, you know what? Everybody's innocent until proven guilty. Yeah, well, okay. See, he didn't listen to anything I just got through. He doesn't care. And doesn't care because he's an OJ apologist. That's right. He's he wore a jockstrap. That's all it takes. He probably knows a screw in. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil, I ain't going to lie, man. I'm black, man. But why they don't go ahead and adopt black foster kids or something? Call up Steve Kane. He'll adopt a few more. Call up Mr. Ego. WQAM, hello. What do you think about Shaq being back? Shaq! I don't. WQAM, hello. Oh, get out of bed. QAM, hello. QAM. Patrick, Patrick's going to rule. Go, Patrick. WQAM, hello. You know, they are really whipped up today. Have you noticed? Oh, yeah. Whipped up. I mean, not just the usual, but we got a whole bunch of other people who are just wild today, which is good. They're whipped up and pent up for some reason. Keep us going a little too easy, man. Well, that's that uh, the Patriots factor, you know. Mm-hmm. Oh, is yeah. the tuna going to turn it around? Is oh, the tuna? Boy. Yeah, you're going to love the tuna era, man. And I'm of course, you notice it. that uh, Homo Romo there in Dallas, he's dating your girlfriend there, Jessica Simpson, which is all everybody talks about. And uh, they got their ass kicked yesterday by a girls' team. I think the Manning switched uniforms yesterday, by the way. And, and how could you tell? They're both as ugly as dirt. You see Peyton on there after the uh, the interview, Chris? I'm no. real disappointed. Ah, <laughs> disappointed. What a what a yahoo man! Talk about mugwumps. Talk about trailer trash. Wow. WQAM, hello. Yeah, that was the first time calling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to talk to Neil. I just want to make some comments about that pertaining to what the last caller said about uh, OJ and his his stupidness. Yeah, go ahead. Oh yeah, well uh, I'm like this man, uh, Neil. Stupid is what stupid does, and they ought to lock his black butt up and throw away the key. And uh, the other comment that guy made, putting you in the same boat with uh, Phil, Phil, whatever his name is, that, that's a shame. And uh, are you sure? Pardon me. I said I, I agree. Yeah, I mean that's that's really all I wanted to say. Okay, thanks. All right, bye bye. Okay, go Patriots. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty. It's going to be a great Monday, man. I never expected anything this good today. You, know, you never know what to expect. That's right. On a Monday. You never know. Huh? But it's good. Uh oh, Lauterbach believed to have been killed on December fourteenth. Oh, that's that. Uh, cesarean, Lauren giving. Yeah, that's she. Uh, she got uh, off and tried to cover it up. Not that they would try to cover anything, up, or not that any a bunch of lunatics would uh, have planes flying to buildings, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. WQAM, hello. Hello, 
Listen, if O.J. is in jail, who's going to find the killers of Nicole and Ron? I'll, we'll go out and play golf and find them. We'll get them. They're on the okay. course. Okay. Don't worry about it. We'll go out and hit a few balls around. Let's see. Here's a fax from a real chronic regular who says, I think Obama's campaign is missing an opportunity to really stick it to Hillary. I would continually point out that while she has jumped on the change bandwagon, her campaign exactly parallels a typical Republican tactic of smearing the other person. If I were running Obama's campaign, I'd point this out at every opportunity. But you're not running Obama's campaign. How do you like that? Phil says. I have to disagree with you on Shannon Sharp. He's actually very articulate and always well prepared, but happens to have a speech impediment. Go Packers. Yeah, it's really a good idea to put somebody on the air with a speech impediment. boy, Phil. The Packers, by the way, make me sick. They make me nauseous to see them. The sports leader. Oh, God. Primus was quite delightful, but some folks thought his jokes were spiteful. He got kicked off the radio. He said ho, he said ho, he said ho. And it seems his career was wrecked now. That's politically incorrect now. And management said he had to go. He said ho, he said ho, he said ho. <laughs> Maybe what he did wasn't right, and it started a media storm. Even if you're old, cranky, and white, sometimes you've got to conform. Don's back on the air now. Oy. But does anybody really care now? No! The moral of the story you know. Howard! Don't say ho, don't say ho. Don't say ho. <laughs> oh, no. It's 1118 at 560 WQM. Happy Monday to you. There must be a something in the air or in the water. Okay. Because I just got an email, you know, Sean, the uh, Felix the Cat guy that sends me a lot of good stories that I read on the air, and, uh, yep. including a couple today. Uh, maybe he's got waxy buildup in his ears or something. And he writes me, if you lived in Florida, you would know this. And then he's got, he, he's on my ballot, meaning Obama, and, then he, and so are all these other Democrats. I didn't say that he wasn't on the Florida ballot. I said he wasn't on the Michigan ballot. Sean, Michigan. Do you understand? Michigan. Mm -hmm. And I got the Michigan ballot right in front of me for the presidential primary uh, tomorrow night. Here are the names that are on there. Sam Brownback, who's a dropped out. Rudy Giuliani, Mike Huckleberry, Duncan Hunter, John McCain, Ron Paul, Mitt Romney, Tom Tancredo, Fred Thompson, Joe Biden withdrawn. Hillary Clinton, Chris Dodd, he's a dropped out. John Edwards, withdrawn. Mike Gravel, Dennis Kucinich, Barack Obama, withdrawn, and Bill Richardson, withdrawn. And the reason that those uh, four withdrew is because they wanted their names off the ballot because they went along with the party leadership. And they said, we're not going to recognize uh, delegates from Michigan or Florida because they went and they uh, moved their primaries ahead too early <clears throat> in violation of our ideal. And Michigan, and you see the Republicans and Democrats on there, it's, it's wide open. You can vote for whoever you want whether you're registered Republican, Independent, or Democrat. You got it, Sean? So Swillery is on there, and uh, Mike Ravel and Dennis Kucinich. Those are the only Democrats whose names are still on the Michigan ballot. The point being, well, you, you know what the point is. Get it right, Neil. Get it right. You know what you're talking about. If you, if you live here, you know the Florida ballot. Oh. So many people being so helpful, you know what I'm saying? 
What are you saying? It's like the uh, Boy Scout who's dragging the old lady oh, across yeah. the street. I didn't want to cross the street, Sonny. He's doing his good deed for the day. I guess that's what Sean was doing, too, correcting me on something that I got right. Well, Which, believe me, I get plenty wrong, like uh, working for these people, working for these bastards. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. Can I ask you a question? What is the purpose of this primary? That doesn't do anything anyway. It's a beauty contest. It's like, uh, you know, who gets the big mo from it? Yeah, but, you know, you're going to vote, you're going to vote later on. This primary is just a waste of taxpayers' dollars. You're talking about the Florida primary or all of it? All of them. Well, then how do, how do uh, parties select a, a nominee then? Yeah, but I mean, you have one from every state. So what should they just do? Have one from Florida? Would that be it, or where it's convenient for uh, some of you? No. What about a national primary all on one day? That's what they ought to do. There you go. Thank you. How many years have I been saying that? About 30, man. National primary on one day. Get it out of the way. Oy vey. That's all. That's the way you do it. Instead of all this, well, who's got the momentum from Iowa and New Hampshire? Who gives a flying crap about Iowa or New Hampshire? Or Nevada when you come right down to it. Am I freaking right or am I you freaking are. right? You're right. I'm freaking right. 675 on Chris's poll, and we'll make 700 easy today. You sure? I don't know. I don't care. I don't, I don't care about the poll anymore. Not this one. What poll do you care about? Uh, a good one, which this is not one of them. Telephone poll. Yeah. I care about some polls. Mm-hmm. WQAM, hello. I think we're just spinning our wheels with this election talk. Let's talk about the Dolphins. Yeah, okay. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, I'm listening. What? The Dolphins suck, Neil. No kidding. And you Patriots know rule. And you know, you know what else? Reverend Jones rules. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's Reverend Jones' boyfriend doing like an almost normal voice today. Wow. No, no, he wasn't. Oh, that was him? Yeah. That's his real voice? That's him. Well, I didn't know that. I never heard, I never heard that voice before. Sure, sure you have. I have? You fairy. WQAM. Uh, hide around. I... Yeah, okay. Hide around. Hide around. Hide around. Hide around. This is Joe Bell's idea of a talk show. Hide around. Attaboy, Joe. Get that private investigator of yours. Uh, get them all whipped up, okay? Get them on it. You lunatic, man. You... You fairy. Yeah, I think Tom Jicka had a point. Maybe some sane management at QM might uh, resolve some of the problems, but I don't well, think so. Well, we won't so. see that happen. No, that'll never happen. Not in our lifetime. No, because like Bruce Beasley told me right to my puss, I want to have the best damn sports station in the market or the best Great. sports station. You right? have that. We you still won't be we able to sell it. We don't fit in that category in spite of all this uh, Patriot talk today. We don't fit into the category because we aren't on board with the uh, Parcells era and with Wayne and his uh, pockmarked bald face. We don't give a crap about any of that. WQAM, hello. Hey, good morning, guys. Yes, sir. Hey, I got a poll idea for you. Mm-hmm. Um... Who is in favor of abolishing the federal income tax? I'll oh, yeah, that's down. good. WQAM, hello. The boyfriend's back, and there's going to... WQAM, <laughs> hello. Uncle Neil, how's it going? Okay. I have a friend, gentleman, uh, successful businessman. He's in his mid-60s, um, black gentleman, and he. I'm trying to talk politics with him yesterday, and he's telling me that if... Obama gets the primary, wins the primary, that he's going to vote for Republican, and he's never voted Republican before because of the experience factor, the lack of experience with Obama. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't I don't see it. I don't agree with him. But uh, just like your opinion, love you, Neil. 
Tom to Google uh, something, yeah. okay? Go to go to the computer and Google Uncle Tom and see what that what, what it says. WQAM, hello. Hello. QAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Uh, I, I, you're still leaving the station, right? That's a done deal. Well, it'll, it'll be done when it's done, you know. Oh, no, because I was thinking, I mean, if these guys are such bastards, what would it take to start a station with, like, you as a centerpiece? Oh, here like, we go again. What would it take to start a station? What, what does that mean, to start a station? Okay, what does that mean? You guys know so much. You I just got, got a lot station. of money. Yeah, have, you got, have you got about $15, 20000000 million you want to give us? No, not me. Obviously, you need investors. <laughs> Get out of here. Oh, God. There's nothing in the world that makes oh. me more nauseous than these idiots who are talking about this business. What does it take to start it's your like own It's like the sports station, speculators Neil? again, you know? It's like these, these oh, fantasy my. people. I, I just want to lay down on the floor and puke you know, for hours and if hours. If you're a multimillionaire and make a call like that, otherwise, uh, you know. Yeah, if you got a lot of money and you want to give us uh, 15 20 $30 million to start a station to buy one, first of all, yeah. you don't start a station. <laughs> You buy a frequency, okay? You buy an existing What would it take station. to have peace on Earth? Yeah, that, that's right. What would it take to go to the moon? What would it take to get $80 billion in my backyard before midnight? What would it take? How about take a Joyce? That would be a good idea. Okay. There's no cost for that other than the toilet might. paper. Because butterflies are free. Wouldn't that be something if we joiced butterflies? That would be something. Five six seven oh five sixty Butterflies flying out of your... Oh, that's a thought. Should be a lot more pleasant than what we got now, I'll tell you that. But the Lord, you know, he works in mysterious ways, the good Lord, yeah. WQAM, hello. Hi. Maybe the good Lord likes that smell, you know? Maybe the good Lord oh, farts a lot. He likes the smell that? of burning Maybe flesh. Maybe the good Lord is incontinent and keeps, uh, you know, crapping his brains out. Oh, you can't say that. You're always knocking us religious sketchkeys, man. Yeah, that's right, because you're all crazy. You're all crazy people. Superstition, hocus pocus. It's time to start to focus and get off the hocus pocus. That's what I say. Get off of the nonsense with God and Jesus and Abraham and all this other nonsense and Buddha and Mohammed. Get a life. Christ. I have no life. Oh, sorry. No, I'm not. You're offending the religion of the believers. But well, you know something good? It's about time somebody did. Long overdue. The best Give me a candidate to outlaw religion. I'll vote for him ten times. leader. This pedophile. You fairy. Huh? Absolutely. And all they will do is just harass a teen or two And make me want to puke cause they're not sane On my space I just want all my friends to visit me Oh, 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 oh I have no life without my space I don't understand all the nasty things they say, and I try to complain, but they're in my face. And all I can do is hide my name, my age, and face, but they get me in. 
Try to penetrate your space. Welcome. Eleven thirty-two at five fifty. I'm just so nauseous from that uh, email from. Uh, yeah, he never responded. I sent him one back saying, "I said Michigan, okay, Michigan, you idiot, you dolt. Thanks for all the stories, but I said Michigan ballot, not Florida." And you were out joicing, so you didn't even know what the hell it's all no, about. No, no, I have no idea. That's okay. Chris knows. Chris yep. has it covered. He was uh-huh. listening anyway. No, I was listening. Michigan only has a uh, swillery on it, whereas we have everybody else. Right. And they're both beauty contests, and there won't be any delegates for anybody from Democrats. A priest who has served the Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston, for almost 35 years has been removed from the ministry after credible evidence emerged that he sexually abused a young male while he was pastor at Christ the King Catholic Church. All right. Cardinal Daniel L. DiNardo said yesterday that the Reverend Stephen Horn was removed in November from his current position as pastor of St. Luke the Evangelist Church in South Houston shortly after the victim, who is now an adult, reported the abuse. This is a day of sadness for us, DiNardo said at a news conference yesterday. A day of sadness. Horn is a, uh, accused of sexually abusing a minor between 1989 and 1993. DiNardo declined to say where the 63-year-old Horn is now, other than to say he's receiving treatment and being monitored. He said the Archdiocese will now await a decision from the Vatican before taking further action against Horn. Horn served at Christ the King on the near north side from 81 to 94. He has been pastor of St. Luke the Evangelist since 94. Denardo declined to give details of the sexual abuse, but said an Archdiocesan, Archdiocesan, whatever it is, review board panel investigated the allegations and thought there was credible evidence for the abuse allegations. A letter from Denardo, who became a cardinal in November, was read to the parishioners at Christ the King in St. Luke during Masses Saturday evening and Sunday. An allegation is not a determination of guilt. We each have a right to our good reputation, the letter said. However, the Archdiocese takes allegations of sex abuse of minors extremely seriously. Accordingly, it's my conclusion that Father Horn should be removed from the active ministry at this time, if we can ever find him, of course. The letter urged parishioners with any relevant information about Horn to contact the Archdiocese attorney or the police. This is a difficult time for everyone involved, which, because of priest is the alleged wrongdoer, includes all of the clergy and Catholic faithful of the Archdiocese, Donato wrote in his letter. The Archdiocese of Galveston, Houston, reported in January of 2004 that 22 priests and four deacons sexually abused 46 minors in the Archdiocese during the previous 53 years. Eighty percent of the abuse occurred before 1980, but was reported in the ten years before the study. The confirmed sex abuse allegations caused the Archdiocese $3.6 million in settlements, counseling, and legal fees. The priests and deacons involved died, resigned, or were removed. It was reported at the time. They died. How do you like that? I'm dying over here. Like Father Gagan. He died. and Well, he didn't die. Didn't he get uh, off in jail? They murdered him? Yes, he did. Good. It was nice great. going. You bet. Got clubbed any of you death. guys on the inside, they put any child molesting, uh, especially priest, getchki, rabbi, any sure. kind in there, uh, just take care of them, okay? Mm-hmm. Not a thing. Make them dead. Bastards. And you fools that continue subsidizing this garbage. Are you ever going to wake up or what? No. Why do I keep sitting here thinking that's not going to happen? Mm-mm. One thing about all the religions, man, they do a great job of brainwashing. It's, I mean, some better than others, you know. Yep. WQAM, hello. Hello, Nelson? Y- yes? I just want you to know. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Lines. We're on a real roll there for a while, and all of a sudden it seemed like maybe they just collapsed 
in a heap in the middle of the flow, you think? Mm hmm. They expended so much energy? I did. Threatening comments heard at the end of that Pentagon released audio recording designed to prove harassing maneuvers by Iranian patrol boats in the Strait of Hormuz may have come from a local heckler known as the <laughs> Filipino Monkey, according to the Navy Times. <laughs> They got, they got cranked. Hi, Trump. <laughs> the 36-minute video aired Friday included footage of Iranian boats following the U.S. ships at some distance. It includes a shot of a dark object floating in the water, but it couldn't be determined whether this was one of the box-like objects that the Pentagon claims were dumped in the path of U.S. warships by two speedboats. The videotape did not include a previously released audio tape of a threat to blow up the ships made in a radio transmission that the Pentagon says was received during the incident. A voice on the audio tape is heard to say in accented English, I am coming to you, you will explode in a few minutes. Pentagon officials now say they don't know the source of the radio transmission, backing off a previous claim that it came from one of the boats. The Times said Friday the voice in the audio sounded different from the one belonging to the Iranian officer shown speaking to the cruiser Port Royal over radio from a small boat in the video released by Iranian authorities, which is why several Navy experts interviewed by the Times are raising the possibility that a heckler known in the region as the Filipino monkey or an imitator could be behind the threats. Yeah, let's have WW3 based on some uh, Filipino monkey. Filipino monkey, who's likely more than one person, says, listens in on ship-to-ship -ship radio traffic and then jumps on the net shouting insults and vile epithets, the reports say. U.S. Navy women who are overheard on the radio are said to suffer especially degrading treatment, the paper said. You bitch! A civilian mariner with experience in that religion in that region said the Filipino monkey phenomenon is worldwide, but more likely to occur around the Straits of Hormuz because there's a lot of shipping traffic there, the Times said. How do you like that? Wouldn't you think that, well, of course, they knew what it was, but they're trying to find some excuse, sure. some incident to start that bombs bursting in air, baby. WQAM, hello. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. WQAM, hello. Just absolutely out of control today. Not just them, but the whole world mm -hmm. out of control. On high speed, high cook. WQAM, hello. How are you doing this morning? Okay. Good. I want to talk to Neil for a second. Speaking. Uh, my name's Andy. Yeah. Oh, oh, how you doing? Oh, listen, I've been coming back from New York, back and forth. Mm -hmm. And I, I missed why the reason you're leaving. I beg your pardon? I, I missed the reason why you're leaving the show. I, I was here three weeks ago, and I keep hearing that you're leaving, and I yeah. didn't know the reason. Because they did the same thing with me that they did with Hank. They invited me to uh, extend my contract at the end of this year for uh, two more years at half the pay that they're paying me now. And I said, no, thank you. Okay. Well, I enjoyed your show while you're on, babe. Thank you so much. Okay. Thank you so much. They said, hey, listen, don't let the door hit you in the ass on the way out. And I said, speaking of ass, Jolly Joe. Rectum. Wow, what a target. You're all ass. WQAM, hello. Yeah. On the whole. Yes, yeah. sir. Sorry about that. Yeah, it sounded like Al Goldstein. Because it, no, I think it was Matt, Matt Amir or something. I don't know. <laughs> wow, you nailed it. <laughs> oh, what did I tell you? What did I tell you? WQAM, hello. Hi, WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, I'm driving back from Orlando back into the cesspool right now. But, oh, I'm um, so sorry. That's all right. I heard um, about the, the Filipino monkey. I think he's uh, going to be on the morning show. He's on the next slot, uh, the next guy for the next yeah, he's slot. He's going to be on the Mondays. Once uh, Jay, they get rid of Jay Feely, Touchy Feely, they're going to bring the Filipino monkey on. Yeah. But uh, Filipino monkey, is that not redundant? Dump it. 
Five six seven oh five sixty pound five. Uh, you know, just another Ojan provocateur. Let me see if I can get this on the air. No, uh, you wouldn't know a Filipino if he bit you on the ass, and you'd probably like it. Got plenty of Filipinos here. Come on up here. Although on on second thought, biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio five sixty QAM. The sports leader. Rock solid. Oh God. Oh, yeah, I got that something. I'm aching in my glass. You fell. Yeah, you, a naked boy. And I'm your Nambler man. Rectum. Yeah, I'm your Nambler man. Yeah, I'm your Nambler man. They seem so sweet to me. With their firm little cans. WQM. Welcome to Crazy Monday on QAM. It's a Monday, isn't it? Sure is. Seems to be. Former Heat star Glenn Rice was charged Friday with felony battery. After the police said he beat a man he found hiding in his estranged wife's bedroom closet. Rice, 40 of Coral Gables, turned himself into a 30 soon after the incident and quickly bounded, bonded out, and bound, bounded out of the Turner Guilford Night Correctional Center police that it wasn't known if he hired an attorney. Rice went to Christina Rice's home near Coral Gables Friday afternoon, demanding to know the identity of the man she was with and asking why the man was in her house, according to a police report. Glenn Rice then quickly found Alberto Perez, 37, hiding in the closet, police said. Wow. Police called 9-11 about 1.30 p.m. after Glenn Rice hit him several times on the head and Perez was able to run out of the house, police said. Perez called 9 What did I say? Whatever I said. Mm. Perez's facial... Injuries, mainly a laceration on his forehead, required nine stitches, according to the report. Glenn Rice, who couldn't be reached for comment Friday, played for the Heat from 89 to 95, recently was voted by Heat fans as one of 25 selections to the franchise's 20th anniversary team and stands third in the Heat record book in games played and second in minutes played. 
He was known for his three-point shooting, was passed last season by Alonzo Mourning for the franchise's all-time scoring lead. He still holds the franchise record for points in a game when he scored uh, 56 on April 13, 95 against Orlando. A frequent presence at Heat Games, Rice is scheduled to appear at a 20-year reunion with the team next week at American Airlines Arena. Staff writer Ira Windbag contributed to this report, says in the Sun Sentinel. Ira Windbag, boy, let's get him back on again. All right. Not, not. Is he on at all, or you don't know, Chris? Um, I think he still does a weekly with um, Mad Dog. And we know how much Mad Dog loves the guests. Am I right? All right. Well, now that he's doing four to seven, I believe he's getting guests a little more often. Ooh. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. Do- okay, one dump will take care of both of that. Show sure enough. Isn't that good? Yep. Seven twenty six on the full. I've only read the poll result once. That's not good. That's not gonna get you up to seven fifty that you're looking for. We only have two hours to go. What was uh, what will be the most likely thing to happen a year from now? And by the way, uh, Sean the Felix, the cat guy in MySpace, he read my response to him about how I said it was the Michigan battle. He never replied. He never admitted he made a mistake because only I'm the one who makes mistakes because I'm on the That's air. That's right. See? The people on the uh, the email people, they never make a mistake. Yeah. Or the people that send you a text message or email at one thirty four in the morning about the Yankee logo with a syringe on it, they never make a mistake. Gas will hit $4 a gallon. They say 222 Neil gets a contract with another station, 118. The Democrats win the White House, 111. Dolphins suck through another season, 90. No more Jews at QAM, 51. A black is elected as president or VP, 29. The U.S. will be at war with Iran, 28. Nobody hires Neil, so he retires, 25. Retire! The Republicans will keep the White House, only 24. Sounds like swishful thinking to me. A woman is elected president or VP, 12. Dolphins make a comeback, make it into the playoffs, 11. And Osama is captured, still only five. Osama. Are we on the lookout for Osama? No. Your mama and Mullah Bala Omar and all those going, no? All those ragheads? You. Senator John Kerry told George Stepp on top of us in ABC's This Week that no Democratic president will ever allow themselves to be attacked in the way that the Swift Boat Veterans Group attacked him in 2004. And you know what he said? Right after he got through saying that? <laughs> that's what he said. He is so... Unfortunately, when lies are put on television sufficiently and unanswered sufficiently, they can make a difference. That will never, ever happen again, he said. Step on top of us and Kerry discussed Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama's clash over that controversial comment Clinton made regarding Dr. Martin Luther King's uh, Jr. Clinton accused Obama's campaign of distorting her comments to suggest she thought less of Dr. King. When Step on top of us asked Kerry if he felt the Obama campaign owed Clinton an apology, he neglected to comment. George, I don't know the, what the back and forth has been. I'm not here to get in between, you know. There's sort of two campaigns, and now they've been interpreting that, he said. In other words, but a beep, but a boop, uh, you know, like that. Throughout the interview, Kerry voiced his strong support for Obama and his inability, his ability to inspire hope. Kerry's inability and Obama's ability to inspire hope. Who better than Barack Obama to talk to young blacks in America or disaffected young people or anybody and sort of say, you see what happens if you have a dream and pursue it and you work at it, he said. Kerry nope. cited financial problems as the main reason why swift voting was such a problem for him in the 2004 elections. We were stuck in federal financing. Obama is not, and he'll have the ability to be able to redefine himself immediately, he said, if not sooner. That's what John Kerry said. That's his take. Is he still scary, kind of like John Kerry? Mm-hmm. He and Obama were embracing, though. I thought they were going to actually do something. Did you see that? 
WQAM, hello. Hello, yes. I'd like to find out, is this the department, uh, take that back to the public defender's <laughs> office? Yes, yes it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. This, is the, this is the public defender's office. Oh, I'm sorry, Neil, that wasn't for you, man. Now, well, this is the crazy guy I don't guy want again. to play games. This is the crazy sure. guy again. Uh-huh. Okay, it's the crazy guy. Are, are you guy a new crazy again? guy or just an old crazy bye, guy with a different voice? I love you too, buddy. Bye. We don't care. Yeah, bye. <laughs> That's Robert Young come back from the dead. Wow, sure you know, <laughs> it's an it? evil twin, no question. Sounded like him to me. Oh, yeah. Roby's alive. Woo. Wow. He took five shots. <laughs> and he's still alive. Not bullets. How do you like that? Doesn't that sound like Roby? It he's did. Back. It did. Drunk and everything. Good, you can't keep a good stiff down. <laughs> I wish we had that jingle. Maybe Which maybe one? I you do, do have it. Roby Young. No, not that. No, I know. You have the Roby Young jingle somewhere. I do have the jingle. You got to. No. No God. What, uh, was it for QAM? Was it a QAM jingle? You're asking me. I'm sure it was. Roby Young. You know what I'm talking about. Of course I do. Roby Young. We got this. Ed Berliner. Ed Berliner. You can tell even back in those days they had great people in programming because it was Ed Berliner and it was Ed Berliner. They mm-hmm. sang the jingle wrong. Well, I said it back. They might charge us, you know, like that. What's this? ¿Quién va a traer la cerveza? Yo creo Hector. ¿Quién es? ¿Qué pasa? Yo soy Hector. ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? ¿Qué pasa? Oh, I like that. What am I looking for? Roby Young? We don't have it. I don't have it. Maybe you do. Well, I, I don't know where I have it. I have this. The Florida Gators. I have this. <laughs> Dave Lamont. Ed Berliner. Ed Berliner. And I got this. John Moynihan. Isn't he dead, Chris? Moynihan? Uh, I don't know. I think so. Of course, how would you know? He was terrible. Hank always liked him, but he was uh, terrible on the air. Awful. Who is the, the some of the people? What? Who is the Brown Bomber or something like that? The Brown Bomber. Are you making this into a Brown thing Derby again? something like that? The what? I don't know. He had some like weird name, like some old nickname old. or something. Yeah, old. We don't want old. I'll tell you that. We want some young whippersnappers on here, like Jen, Jen, Jay, uh, Touchy Feely. Somebody who can talk about what it's like taking those showers in the room, man. After you've lost eighteen hundred in a row. And when the owner comes in and gives you that look like, what's wrong with you guys? You suck. Oh, jeez, you're so bad. WQAM, hello. QAM, hola. Hi, John. Hi, Dad. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. Hello, great school day. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes. How you doing, Neil? Okay. You know, you and George are two flaming flamingos. Mm-hmm. You wish. Pajarito. Pajarito. That's you, Pally. Pajarito. WQAM, hello. I'm sending bites. You want a bite? WQAM, hello. Turn it up a little bit. We can barely hear it. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That was extra good. Extra crispy. WQAM, hello. I will for Brimley. Now I got diabetes. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Larry yes, Jack calling. Consider the internet. I'll hang up and listen to the dribble. WQAM, hello. Hmm. 
WQAM, hello. Big Wan in Canada. WQAM, hello. Hey, I can't pick up Big Wilson on Channel 6. He's coming back, him and Robbie Young. And Dave Dixon. QAM, hello. Hello, is this Neil Rogers? Yes. Hi, Neil. I uh, I have a couple of mil, and I have an interesting... A couple of what? You have a couple mil. of what? Million dollars. Yeah. Uh-huh. And I'm uh, wondering if you're interested in a business opportunity for you. No. Uh, I own a radio station as well. Mm-hmm. We're a Christian rock station. Yeah. And we're really interested in your service. Well, let me give you a suggestion, okay? Yes, sir. Jam on it. 11.56 at QAM. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. This is Brady Quinn. Whenever I shave my balls, I listen to the Neil Rogers 12 to 1 hour. Hello? Mr. Iger? Yes? Please hold for Mickey Mouse, chairman of the board. Okay. What in the f*** is going on over there? Excuse me, sir? Where did you go to Ithaca College, Iger? Yes, I did. Is that a real school or is that a special school? Uh, no, no, sir. It's a, it's a real school. How in the hell did that goofy caveman show wind up on my network? Well, well sir, you did approve the ABC fall lineup. What are you talking about? Sir, remember that meeting we had in May in New York with all the TV executives? I was half crocked that morning, you moron. Oh. I just got back from a 13-hour bender with one of the strippers from the Hustler Club. Oh. Who's responsible for this show? Well, well, sir, would you like me to fire someone? No. That's too good for whoever put this piece of crap on. I want you to kill him. Kill him, sir? Name him. Sir, 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 isn't that a bit extreme? Hey, Iger, it's not called show hobby, is it? It's called show business. Yes, yes I know that, sir. Do but... you remember when one of our brainiacs decided to make a movie out of a country bears? Absolutely. Let's just say he no longer has an office on the Disney lot. Oh, so he's moved on to another company. He's no longer with the company. That's right. That's a good way to put it, I suppose. Oh, but good, 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 good. It goes a little further than that. I'm sorry, sir? Yeah. We killed him! What? He's dead. Dead, sir? Um, because of the country bears? Because of the country bears. And I'll tell you what, I want whatever Yahoo created cavemen buried right on top of him! Buried on top of him, sir? Do you have a problem hearing along with all of your other inadequacies? Why do you keep repeating what I say? Uh, I just didn't understand you saying bury him on top of the country bears guy. What part of bury him on top of the country bears guy is confusing to you? Do you know where the country bears guy is buried? Of course I know where he's buried, you yahoo. What do you think we should do? He's under your office. Oh, jeez. Under your desk. Oh, boy. See the loose floorboards? <laughs> well, sir, I'm about to go into a meeting. Body under there. Yeah, this Country is... bear body under there. Okay. Put the caveman guy on top of him. Sir, can I just make a few phone calls? It's him or you. What, sir? Him or you. What do you mean? Him, him or you. I might just murder you, Bob Iger. Sir, I know how you hate me repeating what you say, but did you say murder me? Why, are you taping this? No, no, no. I don't believe I said anything like that. You're trying to catch me in some sort of scam operation? No, sir. Why would you say that? I this? didn't say anything like that. So if you happen to disappear, it had nothing to do with me, did it? Did it? Did it? No, no sir. Trying to tape me? Linda Tripp, mother... 12.04 QAM. I see that uh, your president's having dinner, a big dinner meeting with Prince Abdullah tonight. They don't come no duller than the prince. Yeah. 
During the uh, that bit that's almost three minutes long, I did a mini Joyce. Really? I just thought was, I'd tell you that, pass it along. Yeah. Well, the audience keeps track of these things. Not that they don't have any life, you understand. Right. I have no these life. people who call us, including the new one today, he's really special. He's yeah, good. Yeah, he is. He's very good. John Mearsheimer writes, Candidates' unconditional support isn't right for Jewish state. Once again, as the presidential campaign season heats up, leading candidates are going to enormous lengths to demonstrate their devotion to the state of Israel and their steadfast commitment to its special relationship with the USA. Each of the main contenders emphatically favors giving Israel extraordinary material and diplomatic support, continuing the more than $3 billion in foreign aid each year to a country whose per capita income is now 29th in the world. They also believe that this aid should be given unconditionally. None of them criticizes Israel's conduct, even when its actions threaten U.S. interests, are at odds with American values, or even when they're harmful to Israel itself. In short, the candidates believe that the U.S. should support Israel no matter what it does. Such pandering is hardly surprising because contenders for high office routinely, court special interest groups, and Israel's staunchest supporters, the Israel lobby as we've termed it, expect it. Politicians don't want to offend Jewish Americans or Christian Zionists, two groups that are deeply engaged in the political process. Candidates fear, and with some justification, that even well-informed, well-intentioned criticism of Israel's policies may lead these groups to back their opponents instead. If this happened, trouble would arise on many fronts. Israel friends in the media would take aim at the candidate, and most campaign contributions from pro-Israel individuals and PACs would go elsewhere. Moreover, most Jewish voters live in states with many electoral votes, which increases their weight in close elections. Remember Florida in 2000? And a candidate seen as insufficiently committed to Israel would lose some of their support. And no Republican will want to alienate the pro-Israel subset of the Christian evangelical movement, which is a significant part of the GOP base. Indeed, even suggesting that the U.S. adopt a more impartial stance toward the Israeli-Palestinian conflict can get a candidate into serious trouble. These candidates, however, are no friends of Israel. They are facilitating its pursuit of self-destructive policies that no true friend would be in favor of. The key issue here is the future of Gaza and the West Bank, which Israel conquered in 67 and still controls. Israel faces a stark choice regarding these territories, which are home to roughly 3.8 million Palestinians. They cannot for a two-state solution, turning over almost all of West Bank and Gaza to the Palestinians and allowing them to create a viable state on those lands in return for a comprehensive peace agreement designed to allow Israel to live securely within its pre-67 borders with some minor modifications. Or it can, can retain control of the territories it occupies or surrounds, building more settlements and bypass roads and confining those Palestinians to a handful of impoverished enclaves in Gaza and the West Bank. Israel would control the borders around those enclaves and the air above them, thus severely restricting the Palestinians' freedom of movement. But if Israel chooses the second option, it would lead to an apartheid state. Prime Minister Ehud Olmert said as much when he recently proclaimed that if the two-state solution collapses, Israel will face a South African-style struggle. He went so far as to argue that as soon as that happens, the state of Israel is finished. Other Israelis, as well as Jimmy Carter and Anglican Archbishop Desmond Tutu, have warned that continuing the occupation will turn Israel into an apartheid state. Nevertheless, Israel continues to expand its settlements on the West Bank, while the plight of the Palestinians gets worse. Given this grim situation, one would expect the presidential candidates who claim to care deeply about Israel to be sounding the alarm and energetically championing a two-state solution. One would expect them to have encouraged President Bush to put significant pressure on both the Israelis and the Palestinians at the recent Annapolis conference and keep the pressure on during last week's visit to the region. Hillary Clinton could be expected to be leading the charge here. After all, she wisely and bravely called for establishing a Palestinian state that is on the same footing as other states in 1998 when it was still politically incorrect to use the words Palestinian state openly. Moreover, her husband not only championed a two-state solution as president, but in December 2000 he laid out the famous Clinton parameters, which outlined the only realistic deal for ending the conflict. But what is Hillary Clinton saying now that she's a candidate? 
She said hardly anything about pushing the peace process forward at Annapolis. More important, both she and GOP aspirant Rudy Giuliani recently proclaimed that Jerusalem must remain undivided, a position that's at odds with the Clinton parameters and virtually guarantees there will be no Palestinian state. Senator Clinton's behavior is hardly unusual among candidates for president. Barack Obama, who expressed some sympathy for the Palestinians before he set his sights on the White House, now has little to say about their plight, and he, too, said little about what Israel should have done at Annapolis to facilitate peace. The other major contenders are ardent in their declarations of support for Israel. As Big New Brzezinski, former U.S. National Security Advisor, now Senior Advisor to Obama, noted, the presidential candidates don't see any payoff in addressing the Israel-Palestinian issue. But they do see a significant political payoff in backing Israel to the hilt, even when it's pursuing a policy colonizing the West Bank that is morally and strategically bankrupt. In short, the presidential candidates are no real friends of Israel. They're like most U.S. politicians who reflexively mouth pro-Israel platitudes while continuing to endorse and subsidize policies that are, in fact, harmful to the Jewish state. A genuine friend would tell Israel that it was acting foolishly and would do whatever possible to get Israel to change its misguided behavior, and that will require challenging the special interest groups whose hardline views have been obstacles to peace for many years. As his former Israeli foreign minister Shlomo Ben-Ami argued in 2006, the American presidents who made the greatest contribution to peace, Carter and George Herbert Walker Bush, succeeded because they were ready to confront Israel head-on and overlook the sensibilities of her friends in America. If the Democratic and Republican contenders were true friends of Israel, they'd be warning it about the danger of becoming an apartheid state, just as Carter did. Moreover, they'd be calling for an end to the occupation and creation of a viable Palestinian state, and they'd be calling for the U.S. to act as an honest broker between Israel and the Palestinians so that Washington could pressure both sides to accept a solution based on the Clinton parameters. But Israel's false friends can't say any of these things or even discuss the issue honestly. Why? Because they fear that speaking the truth would incur the wrath of the hardliners who dominate the main organizations in the Israel lobby. So Israel will end up controlling Gaza and the West Bank for the foreseeable future, turning itself into an apartheid state in the process. And all of this will be done with the backing of its so-called friends, including the current presidential candidates. With friends like them, who needs enemies? With calls like these, who needs phone calls, right? Well, we did have a right. big flurry there while I was reading that story, but it couldn't, they had to be much more important than that, wouldn't you think? I imagine. 5670560766, our goal is 800 today on the poll. Maybe I'll put a good one on there for tomorrow. What do you think? Well, why not? not Sean from Hollywood, not to be confused with Sean, the, uh, the nudge on my uh, MySpace. He sent three polls this morning. What type of people are the gayest? What's yeah. worst about your coworkers? And who is sexy more for their per- persona than their looks? And he's got Richard Dreyfus on the list. Oh, I'm telling you, there's something in the water. There has to be. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay. Just want you to know the honey bells are in those markets. Produce, man, help. WQAM, hello. Good morning, Coonsonail, please. Morning. Good afternoon. I've got a pimple on my ass. WQAM, hello. Sounds like they're in a tool-and-die shop. QAM, hello. Oh, that was from the Jack Show. I recognize that one. That was from last Wednesday's show. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Now, are you still listening? Because uh, Bo is on well, there, this one. Will there, huh? Oh, oh, to the Jack Show? No, no. Yeah. I, I heard all I needed to. They're not going to talk about anything <laughs> but dump. You heard all you needed to hear. They're going to talk about games that are men playing. I can't wait. Games they haven't played yet. Neil? God? 
Real American A-Holes. Real American A-Holes. We salute you, Mr. Broke Your New Year's Resolution to Quit Smoking Guy. Mr. Broke Your New Year's Resolution to Quit Smoking Guy. The ball dropped, and so did your willpower. Come on, who's got a light? Come on, come on. Every year, you swear you're going to quit. And every year, you hightail it to the nearest Smoke for Less by 12.05. Don't forget the matches. It's 30 below outside in the office smoking lounge. But you don't care. Because for the next five minutes, you are the Marlboro Man. Smoke them if you got them down. With the money you'd save on cigarettes alone, you could put down a down payment on a new condo. But no biggie. Condos don't come in menthol. Ah! So we salute you, Mr. Broke Your New Year's Resolution to Quit Smoking Guy, your trembling fingers, your yellow teeth, and your camel cash. You are a real American a-hole. Absolutely. 1217 and 560, the whole concept of this New Year's Resolution thing, why do I even bother doing it? Why does anybody do it? Where, where I don't the, know. Where is the logic in the idea that because the date on the calendar changes... That your behavior is going to change? Right. It's just stupid. Is it? It's a thing to do, like all the other holiday things that people do. It's a thing? Yeah. I'm not going to do it anymore, because I never do it anyhow. Right. Oh, this is the year I'm going to get down to 160 pounds, I'm going to lose, and I'm going to stop eating crap, and of course I don't. Mm-hmm. Uh. 191 is a small, and that's not that bad. I was up to 193. Right. So you do it, you do the resolution thing? I mean, you just think it to yourself or something at the very least? I send it on the air. Yeah. I always do it every year. So how have you been doing? I lost two pounds. Well, there you go. That's something. But that's after ballooning up. I was in the 180s for a long, long time, yeah. and I got up to like 193, and now I'm 191. I just got through saying that. Are we having a communications gap? What? Maybe it's whatever is in the air is like affecting that you, could too. be. I'm telling you. Well, something's and affecting me. And that Felix the Cat guy, with all the 80,000 stories he sends me there, he read the thing that I wrote him and ne- never responded. He never said, oh, gee, I misunderstood what you said, or I'm sorry for being a jerk. If you were in Florida, you'd know the names that are on the ballot, blah, blah, blah. You'd know that he's on there, and so are all these others. But... They're all experts, including Charlie B. He's another one, always giving me life advice, you know. And, uh... I have no life. WQAM, hello. I'm ill. QAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how are you doing tonight? Okay. Um, actually, I'm just calling to say, if you guys, you or George know of a website where it lists all the candidates and just basically just spells out in plain English what they're for or what they're against. That's a good question. I, I don't. No, but we'll find one. Thanks, guys. Okay. Somebody will know one somewhere, right? I mean, with this astute audience, can't you tell by what we've had in the first two hours and 20 minutes so far today that we've got a really astute audience out there? Oh, yeah. There's of which, what, stoop. there were six people said they're very interested in the election and the outcome of it and, uh, you know, the future of the human race? Like that. 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon and singular wireless lines. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Yeah, hi. Neil? Yes. Yeah, hi. I'm a very angry Jew calling from Fort Lauderdale. How are you today? Okay, what are you angry about? I'm just angry about the way Beasley's are treating all the Jews on the station. Mm-hmm. Everybody, the Jews, they're trying to get rid of us. What's going on here? You know, Uncle Neil. 
Yeah. Um, also, I miss all the good things in Florida that used to be that's not around. Pumpernix, cookies. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you ever been to Roosevelt Raceway, Neil? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I miss all the old little the little drivers, the Pipsqueak, Carmine, all those Yeah, guys. great. Well, you know what? You can't live in the past forever, sir. It's a Goya Chevelle. Get with it. Oh, my God. He misses Carmine and Jimmy Maroon and, uh, oh, brother, Satch Warner, all the Jewish drivers. Uh, WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Bill. Yes, sir. You think you got some weird callers out of here? That Don and Mike. There's weirdos all over this country. Yeah. Don and Mike, uh, blow. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. Hi, Norma. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, I didn't know George goes to the mail review on the weekends. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil, how are you today? Okay, sir, how are you today? I'm doing fine, thanks. Um, I heard you say that Kenny and Bo, the best of Kenny and Bo show is coming back. Is that true? No, I did not say that. I said Bo was on from 2 to 4 today and tomorrow. That's what I said. The Kenny and Bo show will never come back. Ah, heck. All right. I'll take that thanks. Okay. <laughs> the Kenny and Bojo is coming back. <laughs> oh, God. Whoa. Even these people aren't that crazy. Well, they were crazy enough to put it on in the first place. Mm-hmm. WQAM, hello. Yeah, is this uh, IOD? No. Yeah. Yeah. WQAM. All right. Yeah, I'd like to speak to Neil if possible. Speaking. Neil, how come the Florida voters are disenfranchised if they're uh, independent? I beg your pardon? doesn't make sense. New Hampshire people can vote if they're independent. They can vote for a president. Each state makes its own, each state party makes its own rules. Is that if the party and, and makes it's not it? Re- it's not really relevant anyway because the Florida, the, in the Democratic primary, the, uh, there are going to be no delegates. Well, I dropped out of the Republican Party, but I tell you what, now I'm not, now I'm not going to get to even choose one of these. Buses. Yeah, you can go ahead and vote. It'll, uh, it'll, it'll look like something, you know, it'll uh, send a message. Well, at least that's something. Thanks a yeah. lot. Okay. WQAM, hello. Don't vote for socialist. So says Glenn and Miramar. WQAM, hello. Joe Feinberg wants you. WQAM, hello. Help and talk to Neil. Speaking. Neil. Yes. How you doing, man? Okay, man. Hey, I just wanted to know. I really like the show. I was listening to it, man. I'm sad that you're uh, going to come off the station. But anyway. I just wanted to know if you really you really think that the uh, the elections really count that they're fair down here. You think that uh, they really count out all the ballots and no. we really whoever we vote for is really going into office. No. WQAM, hello. Hey Neil, God. Yes, sir. Hey, you were asking earlier. I know there's a website uh, for Florida called FBIRG, F-B-I-R-G, and it shows like the voting records of all the. Uh, the local or Florida candidates. I don't know mm-hmm. if there's a nationwide one, though. Okay, thanks, Pally. Right. Okay, thanks, but that's not what we're talking about. Am I right? Right. Why can't I get the... Uh, I don't know. There you go. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. Yeah, let's get... In fact, you know something we could have left? I shouldn't have hung up on that one just now. We should leave that on just, like, in the back. We can have our own music. <laughs> if you must. Why not? 
Maybe that's part of the new format. Maybe that's why we don't fit in. We don't fit in, baby. That's part of the problem. Well, you know, the uh, left tackle there, he really uh, had a bad groin pull, and uh, as a result, uh, you know, he wasn't able to, like, uh, oh, my. When, when they start, well, now that they've got all these analysts on the broadcast, it, it's not just enough to watch the game anymore. Every play has to have immediate analyzation from all the ex-jocks. I, I, I have no interest in hearing that. In fact, I'm, I think I'm going to start turning the sound down. I am not interested in having every play analyzed. In fact, having any play analyzed. I'm giving up hockey, too, I'll tell you that. Although, you know, the interesting, well, it's not interesting to you, but the uh, bizarre part of the whole deal is the only South, the only Florida team that's having any success right now is the Panthers, which uh, they're not going to make the playoffs, but nevertheless, their record is like mediocre as opposed to embarrassing, and nobody cares. Nobody cares. Anybody care? No. no. He cares. That's his uh, livelihood. And Rimmer just ripped him an ass. I told you that before, didn't I? Yep. Ripped Geldy an ass. Yeah. I don't want to go into the top. details of it, but it was pretty ugly. Pretty nasty, Geldy. Pretty yeah. nasty. Dave Strader hates you, Geldy. Bah! 26 past noon at QM. Yank it, baby! Spilled the beans back when to David Frost she said that Bin Laden was murdered. Now she must die. The bush team got together. We gotta shut her up before it's out of hand. She left Dubai when Bush go asked her to run against Bush Sheriff to leave Pakistan. That left her in a pool of blood. Benazir Bhutto, she sounded mighty certain A corporate iron curtain had to make her dead Something has got to be done about this Bhutto in Pakistan We gotta take her out before we're out of a boogie man Cut off a tape of Ben Laden For the corporate news Boucher's boys will be waiting Wrap a bomb the Pakistani mammy. She got the Bushko whammy and that made her dead. Benazirbuto, the Pakistani mammy. She got the Bushko whammy and died. It's a 12.30 at 560 WQAM. Tremendous calls today, I'll say that. Yeah. No? Yes. What do you think, Chris? Oh, they're wonderful. Not just the same. I mean, we cer- certainly plenty of the same, but different, you know, new and different. And a lot of the same. 5670560, pound 560. Halila Hazed, which in Egyptian means, what the hell is it all about? In an interview today, President Clinton mounted a less than vigorous defensive comments a prominent supporter of Senator Clinton's presidential bid, Robert Johnson, made, which many interpreted as a reference to Senator Obama's admission of drug use during his younger years. 
The interviewer, Roland Martin of WVON in Chicago, played Mr. Johnson's statement Sunday in which he praised the Clintons for having been deeply and emotionally involved in black issues since Barack Obama was doing something in the neighborhood. I won't say what he was doing, but he said it in the book. Mr. Martin, Mr. Martin sounded incredulous about Mr. Johnson's subsequent denial in a statement issued by the Clinton campaign that he was referring to drug use by Obama. When you listen to the tone and inflection, he wasn't talking about community organizing. It seems to me very clear what he was implying, Mr. Martin said. Ironically, this is the first time I heard what you just said, Mr. Clinton said. I listened to it on the tape, and I think we have to take him at his word. Right. Mr. Clinton then launched into a defense of his fairy tale comments from New Hampshire, which hadn't been raised at that point. The former president also sharply criticized Obama and his top advisor, David Axelrod, for a statement suggesting that Mrs. Clinton's stance on Iraq made the death of assassinated Pakistani leader Benazir Bhutto more likely. That's a lot worse than anything Bob Johnson implied or said, Mr. Clinton said. I don't believe anybody even asked Senator Obama about it. Oh, you say she's responsible for something like that? That's fine. Mr. Clinton then led into the Obama campaign for its overly racist opposition research piece, labeling Mrs. Clinton as a senator from India. Pressed further on Mr. Johnson's comments, Clinton uh, retreated a bit, disclaiming any advanced knowledge of his remarks on the part of the campaign. Bob Johnson said what he said yesterday. Nobody knew what he was going to say. It wasn't part of any planned strategy. Mr. Clinton also said campaign officials didn't plan for the Attorney General of New York, Andrew Cuomo, to use the term shuck and jive in what appeared to some to be a reference to Obama's campaign, but which Mr. Cuomo said was a general comment about campaign techniques in New Hampshire and Iowa. Shuck and jive my ass. Certainly nobody had any advance notice of anything Attorney General Cuomo said, Mr. Clinton said. Mr. Martin insisted that Johnson's denial was implausible. Anyone listening can know what he was talking about. He wasn't talking about community organizing, the host said. That's something between Bob Johnson and Barack Obama, Mr. Clinton eventually said, seeming to give up on defending the remark. I think the psychological tensions on everybody are considerable. There are a lot of people who are supporting Hillary who always wanted to vote for an African-American for president. There are a lot of people supporting Barack who always wanted to vote for a woman for president, he added later. It's not surprising that these sorts of things will happen. They just happen. I think it's important not to overreact to them. A series of callers to Mr. Martin's program following Mr. Clinton's call were deeply skeptical of his explanation and harshly critical of Mr. Johnson. One even doubted the former president's statement that he hadn't heard Mr. Johnson's comments since the words were read to him on another program earlier in the day. Mr. Martin said Clinton seemed to be saying he hadn't previously heard the tape of the comments. It took more than an hour to hear a caller defend Mr. Clinton even tangentially. Clinton refused to say whether he would vote for Obama or John Edwards if the race came down to them. I don't think that that's fair for me to get into that, the former president said. He said he did consider Obama more qualified than any of the Republicans seeking the White House. He also appeared Monday morning on the syndicated Tom Joyner morning show, where he suggested Mr. Obama was also benefiting from an unfair double standard. We've been much kinder to him than he has been to her, Mr. Clinton said. And a partridge in pear tree. He called me a name, and she called me a name. Future of the world is hinging on this kind of a campaign. Aren't you proud? Yep. Aren't you excited? Aren't you Thrilled. enthused? 813 on your poll, Chris. You got a shot at, uh, I don't know, something. That's something. Yeah, we're going to do something. WQAM, hello. Oh, that's it? Oh. Yeah. Hi, sir. Oh, that's where that's coming from. All I thought right. you knew. No, I did not know. How would I know that? I, how, how could you not? Because they're making the yelling sounds in the back while they're banging on the pots and pans. They're banging on pots and pans? Hi, Ron! Hi, Ron! 5670560, oh, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes, sir. How are you doing today? Okay. 
Good. I have a question. Have you ever seen Hank Goldberg and Ed Wynn? Somebody QAM, hello. Take me back to my room. QAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil. Yes, sir. Um, I come down for the winter. I was just kind of curious. Whatever happened to Curtis? I don't hear him on the radio anymore. Curtis is on the Mad Dog Show. He's on with Mandage. Oh, I didn't know that. Okay, thanks a lot. Okay, we'll give you his home number later. 5670560, pound 560 on the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. I know that's what I'd be asking about if I came down. I mean, I like Curtis. He's fine, you know. Captain Curtis. 817 votes on the award-winning poll about what's going to happen a year from now. We don't know what else is going to happen a week from now, do we? No, but we'll talk about we it at great length anyway. We don't know what's going to happen in five minutes. We don't know what's going to happen on this next call, although we probably have a pretty good idea. I do. WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes. Is this QAM? Yes, sir. From Neil Rogers? Speaking. Oh, how are you? Long time oh. listener since way before Hurricane Andrew. Oh, Listen, right. I heard something on the news today that, that might grab your attention. I know you always talked about Zorbitol and what it does. There was, they came out with a study on this um, on, on sugarless gum that contains Zorbitol, and mm-hmm. people that, that chew 18 to 20 sticks a day suffer from um, severe diarrhea, but they say it's a way to lose weight. Yeah. Okay, I'll go anyway. out and get some gum. Thanks a lot. Uh, that, that's a bulletin to me about Zorbitol causing you to have a wild diarrhea. Isn't that a bulletin to me? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All the talls. Rectum. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes. Hey, how's everything going? Okay, great. Couldn't be better. Yeah, listen, I just want to know uh, one thing. I've been listening a long time. I just want mm-hmm. to know why your partner there, George, just does not like Christians. I mean, what. I never said have... that. Why would you say that? Because well, several times you have ripped them on the air. I ripped the un-Christians. So, and so do I. Why are you yeah. picking on George? Why don't you talk to me? I rip on un-Christians, people who claim to be a Christian and act Oh, opposite. George, you do not. When oh, Neil's yeah. not around, you rip on Christians, and you know I it. See, a lot of un-Christians well, lie all the around. time like you do. You lie. You like, lie. That's all you do. Religion? Neil, I mean, George, obviously. Are you judging? Archive. Are you a Christian? George. Are you a Christian? Obviously, archives. Are you a Christian? Yeah, I'm a Christian. And you're are judging you me? Didn't Jesus tell you not to do that? Of course I'm judging you. Didn't Jesus tell you not to do that, my unchristian friend in Matthew 7, 1? Didn't Jesus tell you not to judge people, and here you are doing it? Bible, but you don't live by the Bible, George? Is that you how don't. it goes? See, I don't claim to, but you do. You, you, you don't live by the Bible, and you go out with like two See, or three you know what girls. You are, sir? You know. You're another one of the good religionists, okay? <laughs> Jealous? Now that you're proving Jealous? my point and George's point. Proving my point. Right. Pointing the finger. Sure. Pointing the finger. That's what religion's all about, sir, including yours. All of them. An excuse for hate. And bigotry. WQAM, hello. Hi, QAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay, sir. Uh, yeah, last week uh, you and George were talking about uh, KJ, and I ran into him just after you were talking, uh, talking about right? him. Uh, and uh, he does actually perform. Uh, he was uh, He's at Nick's on Fridays for happy hour. Mm-hmm. And he's uh, supposed to start at the stained glass pub up there on Federal Highway uh, coming up soon because they just changed hands. But he actually is out in the public performing. Well, great. He's a good guy and uh, very clever. Yeah, yeah. Great writer. Okay, thanks. See ya. WQAM, hello. QAM. WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Good afternoon, brother. Yes, sir. Um, The previous call, I'm looking for somewhere to compare the president or the future nominated presidents and 
what they are about. Um, believe it or not, a local station down here, Channel 6 WSVN, has a real easy No, no, Channel 6 is not WSVN. Channel uh, 7 is WSVN. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. Whatever. What is it? WTJ? I don't know what it is. But Channel TBJ. 6. TBJ. If you go to that website, um, it's got a real easy compare, and you can do it by topic or by the president. Or, okay, and, uh, great. It's pretty handy. Thanks I have one question for you, too, before you yes, have on me. Um, whatever happened to Bob Stoper? I love that son of a bitch. He retired. They made him retire. Okay, anyway, uh, there you go. W, uh, what is it? WSVN.com. No, W. Uh, TVJ. TVJ.com. So there you go. It only took a half hour to get an answer. That's not too bad. 822 vote on your marginal poll today. I've been saying that a lot lately about the polls. Let's go back and do all the old ones all over again. What do you say? Okay, why not? Well, the old ones were better than a lot of... Although we haven't done the one yet about sandwich filling. What are you waiting for? That one back. Best Okay, 1245 at 560 WQAM. So let me ask you this. We all know what the chupacabra is. <laughs> okay. Now, what about the mama negra? All right. What is that? A black mama? No, but what, what is, I'm not just talking about the if, translation. If of you're the discussing words. a phenomenon, you're going to have to ask someone from whose country that uh, comes from. Cause it ain't, like Mexico? Uh, I, 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 I don't know. Because I've never heard of it before in my life. Come on. I Googled it, and there's like a whole bunch of folklore about that. Well, you will have to ask someone who knows something about well, maybe it. Maybe somebody in the audience who's from a country where they have what? that, yeah. It's not from my country. <laughs> and, but, or or Cuba either. Is? Or Cuba either. No. Well, that's Puerto Rican. Puerto Rican. Oh, that's a Rican thing? Boy, so you not. hate the Ricans, man. I that do guy not. I called before who said you're anti-Christian. I think he had a point. I, I don't do know what not. it was. I do not hate I anybody. Idiot, I hate was. gypsies. Well, well, you're not there, Listen, Neil. Yeah. Like, like, like you're ripping religion behind my back. Right. Boy, I sure, that sure offends me. I know. God, By you got, you got some nerve. Next thing, you'll be knocking uh, jacks behind my back. I knock gypsies. It was the, the only group that I hate. Gypsies. Yeah, but you That's never it. got pickpocketed by gypsies like I did in Rome. I've been ripped off by gypsies. Why do you think I hate you them? You have been? Yeah. As, from the time I was a little kid, every time I encounter a gypsy, they re rip me off or somebody uh, that, you know, close to me. Freaking gypsies. 
And that's because there's no gypsy lobby out there. I, I openly yeah. hate them. I, I hate them like poison, but that's the only group that I hate. Everything else is... Uh, Maybe they'd like to uh, repave your driveway. No. That guy keeps showing up at my house uh, over and Turn over. Turn the and hose over. on him. So you don't know about my... <laughs> Oh, wow. That's what we do at our house. 5670560 oh, and pound 560 on the Verizon. But <laughs> you're sure unfriendly, man. I'm very friendly to everyone but gypsies. WQAM, hello. I hate WQAM, hello. Hello. Yes, sir. Yes, I wanted to converse with me if I could, please. Go ahead. Hello. Yes. Hey, Neil, I'm sorry. Um, first time caller, just want to let you know, big fan. Uh, that Mama Negra? Yeah. I'm, I'm Dominican. And I think it's like a Haitian, but smaller. Yeah, you're gonna get a long series of these kinds of calls now. Mm hmm no kidding. That was cute. Not. WQAM, hello. My name is Joe. WQAM, hello. Now that was a fake, my name is Joe. QAM. Oh! Oh! Andy from Weston, no doubt. QAM, hello. WQAM, hello. Hello? Yes, sir. I've just had the most marvelous crap. Good. Good for you. Congratulations. WQAM, hello. It appears to be you're having a very controversial show. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. Neil? Yes, sir. Do you shave your private parts? QAM, hello. Try somebody do it for him. <laughs> a lot of banging going on there, man, I'll tell you that. WQAM, hello. QAM. WQAM, hello. Hi, Neil, how are you today? Okay, sir, how are I you? I saw the greatest thing on YouTube. This guy chasing Sean Hannity down the street. Did you see that? No. Oh, it was hysterical. You know, because... Uh, Ron Paul's guys didn't uh, wanted to be on that on that uh, Fox News um, debate, and they wouldn't let him. And they chased mm -hmm. him down the street. It was absolutely well. That's great. Uh, let me know when they catch him, okay? WQAM, hello. Good afternoon, Neil. Good afternoon, sir. When you were gone, George issued a few challenges. I'd like to take him up on that. Mm -hmm. Come on down and do the two to three hours. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I got a better idea. Why not say Russian roulette today? Would be good. QAM, hello. WQAM, hello. My name is Joe. WQAM, hello. Make it perfect. Make it perfect. Make it perfect. QAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, um, I just started listening a half hour ago. Did you did you mention or did you see the code pink ladies get uh, attacked or chased off? The what? The code pink ladies in Miami. So what are you talking you hear about? Me? What, what language are you speaking? Code pink. Well, what is pink. That? The anti-war group. Yeah, what about them? Well, they, they were in Miami to um, protest. Why are we? Um, why do they have Posada down there? And why are we not arresting them if these are registered terrorists? And the crazy Cubans chased them off. They couldn't do their little... Well, there you go, man. That'll teach them. Code pink really stink. See, that's what I would do if I wanted to protest against uh, right-wing injustice. I'd go to Little Havana is what I would do. I'd go to Dade County is what I would WQAM, hello. Hey, Neil. Yes, sir. Hey, Neil, what has George Bush accomplished? I beg your pardon? Neil. 
WQAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil. Yeah. Man, I gotta smoke a real good creepy. Hey, guess what? The uh, book comes out Thursday. Aren't you excited about that? We ought to have a big book in there because it seems like every every lunatic in town, if the crazy people get the book and the diaries, we are going to kick some big ass. Yeah. Entertainers, right including the singer Mary J. Blige and the rapper Fifty Cent, are among thousands of people whose names are turning up in an investigation into obtaining steroids or human growth hormones. In Albany, New York newspaper reported on Sunday. This is from uh, Sean the Felix the Cat Guy, who read my uh, thing before but didn't respond to it. Send me another story. It's all right. He's just not capable of communicating or you know, admitting he made a mistake. A spokeswoman for Mary J. Blige said she's never taken any performance-enhancing illegal steroids. She also said that Blige hadn't taken any anti-aging steroids either. The newspaper cited records that got information from witnesses on Long Island who were cooperating with the investigation. The spokesman uh, declined to comment on the report on Sunday. Representatives of the others were not immediately available for comment. None of these celebrities was accused of violating the law. Instead, the investigation is focused on the flow of the drugs cracking down on the doctors who illegally prescribe them without seeing patients, and on the so-called anti-aging clinics, pharmacies, and other distributors who supply the drugs. Since it became public nearly a year ago, the Albany Inquiry has led investigators to suppliers in New York, Florida, and Texas. Today, ten defendants have pleaded guilty to various charges and a partridge in a pear tree. I say legalize all drugs, okay? Legalize them all. Yeah. Look at all the crime that would eliminate. People wouldn't have to be stealing uh, all kinds, hanging uh, out in all them street corners and stuff. Just go to, like, a, the drug place. The drugstore. We ought to call, uh, like, there are no more drugstores like Walgreens and CVS and all. They're like, uh, get a different name for them, like pharmacy, pharmacia, like they say in Europe. Pharmacia. Right? Pharmacia, Pet? Pharmacia. Listen to 50,000 phone calls. Callers to the program, they're young, they're old, they're smart, they're dumb, probably mostly they're lonely. I find it hard to believe sometimes that we have people that listen to the program from the time it goes on till the time it goes off, five days a week, 52 weeks a year. These people listen when I'm not even on the show, and I'm not listening when I'm not on the show. <laughs> he's good. Bob McConaughey's very good. You wouldn't like him, though, because he does a sports show, but you might still like him because he's a Serbic, you know? He does a gomp show, talks about games other men play. Right. QAM, hello. Sorry. I didn't know. QAM. What is it? Hi there, Neil. Yes. I was wondering, how do you get to be on the show? What do you mean by that? How do you get to be on the program? You don't. You don't. WQAM, hello. You're giving it away free. QAM, hello. QAM. <laughs> now, that, that was Joe Bell. If anybody cuts one that like that, that's him. Could you recognize it? I can no. smell it all the way up here. Oh, my God. Oh, I'm just swooning over here. What do you say about 900 for the pull, Chris? Okay, sounds good to me. You got 836. I think you got a shot at 900. You got an hour and six minutes to go? We only need one a minute. I beg your pardon? Oh, that's what it's saying on the other thing. Oh, City Card says you've earned a preferred rate. Well, guess what? Up yours. Get off my Blackberry. Get out of my life. Get out of my face. You idiots, you. You fairy. Now, you told me I can block all that stuff. I, I know how to do it. I'm just too lazy. Just go to my Hotmail and block that. But yeah. I, mean, I don't want non, any spam. It's an ongoing process. Cordis came in this morning was giving me a song to dance about he's thinking of getting XM. Uh-huh. An XM radio in his car. Uh-huh. And he's asking me my opinion. I told him, even though I had the XM for the trial two months, whatever the hell it was in the Pontiac, I never listened to it. Not for a second. Not for a millisecond. What would I listen to on there? I don't know. When I'm in that car Talk and he's radio. going about music and Motown, 
I don't listen to music in the car. I listen to news uh, news radio because I want to hear about the traffic. When you live in a big city, you want to know uh, if the expressway is screwed up or you know what I'm saying? If they burned Woodbine down yet or whatever the deal is. Did I mention about how I won five grand on the five dollar machine last uh, whatever day it was? Did I mention that? What what day was it? Then Thursday. Know. Didn't mention on Friday, I don't think. Well, that's why I was not on Friday. There you go. That's why I was sick. Or maybe because I didn't get any sleep because of that that message at 1.34 in the morning on my BlackBerry from Norma Kent. I'm going to tell you something, seriously. This man, my life and yours, are hanging in the balance. All of ours. And this man is, I don't know, he is what he is. Yeah, I know. Your attorney? That's the guy, Norma Kent. I mean, so far, he's got, you know, some things are working over here. we got some uh, things going on. But I don't know. And I just want to remind him of one thing, okay? Options. Coffee's for closers only. Coffee's for closers only. Right. Closers. Close the deal, okay? Put that coffee down. (laughs) I'm going to watch that again. I keep trying to do it. I don't do it. Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Anybody hasn't seen that? And I like the uh, sequel, too. Glenn Gary, Glenn Hill. Isn't too bad. Yeah. The Bird. And you uh, you and The Bird, man, I think you put him in a grave. Me and The Bird, once again, maybe had uh, two in-person encounters. Really? You weren't working when he was on? I, w- I trained, and he was in the other room, and we never spoke to each other. And then uh, after I was Did hired... Did he tackle uh, you at all, or what? No. We never even Way after the fact, long after you uh, canned him, way after the fact, years later uh, was the first time I I'm going to tell you something, Chris, that really bothers me a lot, and that is I'm very nervous if um, Green Bay wins, which they will beat the hell out of the Giants because Eli Manning sucks, uh, and the uh, Patriots win, which they should against the Chargers. Uh, Green Bay scares the hell out of me. Why? Why not? Did you see that game the other day, man? They They mopped them off the field. Man, and that Brett Favre, he's falling down, he's plotting, he's just heaving, he's lobbing it. He's got a horseshoe up his ass. Welcome the best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. It's a two-hour. The way they played this season made everybody scream. It seems to me that losing has always been their goal. And every game they play in should be called the Stuper Bowl. And they're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins number. How many teams in the league? 32. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins. If you're their fan, you'll sing the The Dolphins had Cam Cameron, and one thing that I learned, he had the fans all wishing that Nick Saban would return. If you think he's a winner, then you have lost your mind. The next thing he'll be coaching is the unemployment line, and they're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number. How many teams in the league? 32. Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, there's something you scrape off your shoes. The Dolphins have John Beck, a rookie quarterback. If you think he's the answer, you must be smoking crack. 
you know they could have gotten someone good like Brady Quinn. The way they waste their draft picks, it's nothing but a sin. And they're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number. How many teams in the league? Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins. Their talent scouts don't have a clue. But Dolphin games are boring when they're on the radio. And everyone was put to sleep by Jimmy Cephalo. When he is calling play-by-play, it's the same old tune. And just so Mandich had a job on Sunday afternoons. And they're the Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number. How many teams in the league? Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, I hear the fans begin to snooze. I'm dying out of here. <laughs> owns the Dolphins, he's hired Bill Parcells. And I don't have to tell you the way the tuna smells. They say he'll solve their problems, I wish him lots of luck. No matter what he tries to do, the team will always suck. And they're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number, oh what the hell, 32, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins, now they're through. One oh four two a.m. So anyway, uh, Chris, not not our Chris, although I see you sent me something. I did oh. better than you did. And and your and the message you sent me, by the way, didn't come through. It just had the quotation marks, and you can't get onto it. You know, me? Yeah, you. About Mama Negra. Oh, it was a video. Well, you still can't. I still can't get it. Oh well. Anyway, so Chris, another Chris with a K, sent me a website dehp.net slash candidate. Dehp.net slash candidate. It's kind of interesting. You, you uh, it has all the different issues that come up, and you check how important it is to you, and uh, et cetera, and so. And then it gives you uh, the score by the different candidates on an issue. It's uh, it is what it is. But anyway, for that guy that called earlier, mm-hmm. much more important than that though is this: the Fiesta of the Malanegra, which takes place in the city of Latacunga. Excuse me. Latacunga. What word did you say? Is one of the most fascinating cultural events in Ecuador. How do you like that? Now, you know the people who live in Ecuador, and I'm sure we may have one or two Ecuadorians out there now, are Indians of, of, a, of a sort. Am uh, I right? Well, they have white people there, too, and I, I've only ever met the white ones. So, And I've only ever met good-looking Ecuadorians for what that's Oh, yeah. When I was in Berlin last summer, when the, um, a year ago last summer, when mm. the Olympics were going on, Wow. Yeah, I knew this blonde chick. The Ecuadorians were staying in my hotel. This public celebration of Civic Pride rivals Brazil's festivals as an emblematic melting pot of wildly divergent cultural traditions, Spanish, Incan, as in Inca Dinka do, Amaran. How do you say that? A Y M A R A N? A Y what? M A M A R A N. Amaran? I guess. I poppy. Mayan, African, and most recently, gay. Gay. Oh, no. Now I know where that comes from. The Lama Negra? The Fiesta has its origin. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'll bet. <laughs> the <laughs> well, the person who told me about it just 
happens to be a yeah, little Yeah, yeah. Coincidence? Yeah. yeah. The fiesta has its origins with the colonization of La Tacunga by the Spanish for its rich mineral resources. The native inhabitants were forced to convert to Catholicism. Let me read that again. The native inhabitants were forced to convert to Catholicism, but the conversion was not entirely pure, with the result that indigenous elements such as a polytheistic belief in spirits became part of the new religion. Hocus pocus. The Spanish conquerors brought in additional populations from Bolivia, Guatemala, and ultimately Africa as slaves, and they too brought their own beliefs and traditions to La Tacunga. What set a holiday in motion was the eruption of the Cotopaxi volcano in 1742, and I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. The citizens of, what? How's anybody going to know? The citizens of the region petitioned the Virgin of Mercy, who had been designated the patron of the volcano, and when Latacunga was spared, an annual celebration was set in place to honor her. The festival was traditionally held during the last weekend in September, but was on the verge of dying out in the early 60s when Cotopaxi Governor Virgilio Guerrero proposed saving it and making it coincide with Latacunga's official celebration of its founding on November 11th. The now official holiday had the ironic effect of reviving interest in the traditional religious celebration of the Virgin of Mercy, which also features the Mama Negra, but the larger and more colorful celebration is in November. Dates vary from year to year, sometime coinciding with Latacunga's founding and sometime with the day surrounding the Day of the Dead. So be sure to ask around, it says. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ask around. The event constitutes a parade of characters, such as the Angel of the Stars, the Moorish King, as well as Los Huacos, who represent Latacunga's pre-Columbian heritage, and the Camasonas, colorful transvestites, in a parade that attracts many, <clears throat> as well as dancers, musicians, and marching band. I'm getting choked up by reading this. Oh, boy. Uh, I think I think I'm being I, I received the curse of the Mama Negra. All culminating in the arrival on horseback of the Mama Negra, the Black Mother, a combination of the Virgin with African deities. The Mama Negra bearing dolls representing her children is elaborately costumed and from a container sprays milk and water on the parade goers. Oh nice. Candy and wine containers are also tossed to the crowds, and restaurateurs all feature La Tacunga's most famous contribution to Ecuadorian cuisine, Chuchucaras. Do you? Deep-fried pork, pork rinds, popcorn, potatoes, maize, and plantain. And you know me, I live in plantation. plantation. Mm-hmm. Chug-chucaros. <laughs> well, that's what it says. That's hey, Ecuadorian cuisine. What would you know about Ecuadorian nothing, cuisine, man? Nothing at all. Chug-chucaros. C-H-U-G-C-H-U-C-A-R-A-S. Chug-chucaros. Deep-fried pork, pork rinds, popcorn, potatoes. What, what are popcorn, potatoes? Don't know. What do I know about Ecuadorian cuisine? I know popcorn shrimp mm-hmm. and popcorn popcorn. Mm, yummy. Now, who was it yesterday? Was it T.O. talking about uh, getting the popcorn or some crap like that? Was that before or after he started crying? Oh, my boy. That's my boy. Romo's a homo. He's my boy. Whatever he was talking about. When athletes cry, man, that's when I draw the line, especially a jackass like T.O., such a jerk. You mean you didn't feel sympathy for him? No, I did not. I felt nothing but scorn and disgust and distaste. I wanted Heartless. to vomit. I wanted to puke. <laughs> and you didn't either, by the way. You oh, not at all. Either. No. I thought it was funny. Crocodile tears. WQAM, hello. Hey, Mama Negro makes some good titlings. I love them. With them grits. My lips. <laughs> Wait a minute. Oh, Mama Negro makes uh, What was the word again? Uh, Chugchukaras. Okay. Maybe that's like chitlins. It's got a CH in it. Hey. You sure know your... Chitlins. I do? Oh, he did. I'm oh, that guy, yeah. Going. He was going to give us the recipe, and you, can't, yeah, you hung up on good. it. Good. I don't want to. 8.56 on the poll. The goal is 900 today. The Nevada caucuses on Saturday. 
I wonder if Michael Dukakis is going to be this. This whole process is so stupid, okay? Anybody under the age of 100 that's watching this and paying attention for maybe the first time and wondering what kind of, we got uh, primaries some places, caucuses other places. we got some primaries where the votes aren't going to count, and uh, like Florida and Michigan, because the Democrats are all pissed off at each other. Oh, you went too soon. You went too fast. Etc. Don't let me forget to read the poll result, maybe like about 135, thereabouts. Okay. Maybe the Mama Negro will call in and give us the uh, final total. I don't know. I saw the pictures on there. What, what was the thing that you sent me, which I can't get? It was just like a street festival of a bunch of the people right. dancing around. And it had looked like uh, Wheezy, you know, the maid from the Jeffersons. looked like she was on a horse. Okay. Like I said before, every black woman who's portrayed in the media or anywhere in, in uh, culture of the world, always has to be fat and have a big, big, nasty ass. Am I right? Right. WQAM, hello. Medication. QAM, hello. QAM. Hey, Neil. Yep. Mama Negra says they got uh, OJ back in jail. WQAM, hello. My mama, Rachel Bob. WQAM, hello. Neil. Yes. I was uh, looking at your old show uh, that you used to have on Whammy. Mm-hmm, it sucked, yeah. WQAM, hello. QAM, hola. Hello? Yes. Hey, Neil, how you doing? Okay. Hey, uh, Mama Negra is basically a Cuban grandmother which they hide in the basement because they're embarrassed. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> Especially if they had uh, in Florida because there are no basements in Florida. That would be a, your, Abuela uh, Negra. I beg your pardon? What? What did you just say? Black Grandma. Abuela Negra, you said. That's what I said. It sure didn't sound like that to me. Did it sound like he said that to you? Yeah, that's what he said. Abuela Negra? Yeah. Si. What did you think I said? Uh, I said... Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, 
119 at QAM. We got uh, Kimba Bullcamper for uh, Jason Jerks, who's not on today, and again tomorrow for whatever that's all about. Well, you know, he just started that show last week, didn't he? Or was it the week before the Jason Jerks show? Last so week long? was the first week, wasn't it? Was it the first week last week? I mean, no, twice. Was, was it? I beg your pardon. Yeah. Well, it's he's worked third, two full weeks for Quine. He deserves well, a couple of days off. Sure, that's WQAM, hello. Not there. QAM, hello. Oh, Neil? Yes? In the immortal words of uh, Find a Family Stone, don't call me a nigger, why? Okay, just to dump it, of yeah, course. Yeah. Of course. Of course, without saying. Yeah, yeah, like, call up and say it about ten times and see if it gets on the air any of the times, okay? Schmuck, putz, schmeckle, chimyankle. I think I've uh, uncovered the mother load here, though. This Mama Negra. Oh, yeah, that's uh, something. Now, I am told that in Mexico it's used to refer to someone who is a drama queen. Okay. Gay. You know what I mean? I'll take that word for it. Mama Negra. Well, that, that's Mexico, though. This is Ecuador. See. And I looked up, uh, I Googled a little bit more in Ecuador. It says, in both the Rough Guide and Lonely Planet uh, guidebooks, the Mama Negra Fest is billed as one of Ecuador's must-see attractions. Living only a 20-minute ride from La Tacunga, the small town where Mama Negra takes place, it would have been rude not to see what this festival was all about. Mama Negra fiestas take place, uh, place twice yearly near the end of September and the week of November 11, celebrating the independence of La Tacunga from Spanish rule. The journal entry focuses on the Mama Negra fiesta in September. One of the first surprises of Mama Negra is that not only due to the large entourage of paraders, dancers, and mischief makers parade on both Saturday and Sunday, but on both days they parade twice once in the morning and once in the afternoon. The first parade takes place at 9 a.m., while the second starts at 2 and a p.m. True to Ecuadorian time, though, it seems you can add a good 60 to 90... <laughs> you can add a 60 to 90 minutes to these or starting times before the action starts rolling. So you got Cuba time, Mexico time, which I'm still not used to, and Ecuadorian time, which is like 60 to 90 minutes late. Yeah, well, all, uh, all Latins do everything later. Why is that? It's it's an assumed thing. Everything happens later. It's just a, it's a cultural thing. Everything happens oh. later, and everybody's supposed to know that. Except that you know when you go cross culturing, I always show up everywhere early because uh, I forget. Too. I'm, I forget. I'm impulsively early. Right. I'm on time, and I forget uh, that's not done south of the border. That's for damn sure. Add an hour at least to everything. The that September Mama Negra Fiesta is supposedly a religious festival, although the actual reason behind it is still debated. Some believe it is to celebrate the Moors' expulsion from Spain, while others, including me, this is written by Shady 80, believe it's held to recognize the astonishment of locals upon seeing black slaves for the first time who have been brought by the Spanish to work in the nearby mines. Personally, though, from experiencing the Mama Negra, I'm not quite sure where the religious aspect comes to the equation, especially considering the amount of booze on offer. I have a feeling, though, if you were to find this much booze on offer at all religious festivals, you'd never be able to find any atheists. Isn't that cute? Mm-hmm. On both days at starting times, on both starting times, the festival starts in the same place, outside Iglesia de la Merced on Calle Juan Echevarria, and oh, uh, Rocky Echevarria is there, and Calle Sanchez de Orellana, Orellana. From here through different times take different routes. The morning parade is much shorter, more or less making its way directly to El Calvario, the concrete monument on the hill to the east of town, and the afternoon parade takes longer, scenic route going down Calle Quito and around Parque Vicente Leon and back to Calle Sanchez de Oriano toward Alcala. Oh, brother. You writing all this down? No. I think my, this is a vacation tip, man. Ecuador. Is it? No. Matacunga. Oh. Excuse me? For the Mama Negra. I'll pass. 872. Uh, well, now, why is that? You said that you love the Ecuadorians, man. They were lovely people. 
Yeah, but I ain't going to schlep on down there for them. But so we, got, we got plenty though. here. We got plenty of Colombians and Ecuadorians ready. No, come on. Yeah. Latinos in South Florida, you must be dreaming. Latin, we call them in English. What do we call them? In English, we say Latin. Hispanics? Okay, that too. Mm-hmm. Latino is the Spanish word for Latin. Five six seven oh five sixty pound five sixty in the Verizon singular wireless down. This has been a singularly sensational day on the phone. Oh yeah. But that guy disappeared though. The crazy guy. Well, I, mean, I say the crazy guy. I'm sorry. You know the one I'm talking about. The new mm -hmm. one. He vanished. Maybe he gave up after three attempts. Or maybe they came with a butterfly and took him away. Or maybe it was Robert Young and he just came back for a short time. WQAM. Hello. WQAM. Hello. Okay, now the two of them, because that was a medley of our call right there, mm -hmm. uh, they're, they're in a feeding frenzy today. Sure. I can only imagine what they're feeding each other. Welcome. But nevertheless. <laughs> oh, yeah. A lot of it. Fat. Remember that Dwight Lauderdale clip? Oh, yeah. When they played the wrong uh, uh -huh. tape? <laughs> that, that was one of the great moments in South Florida TV ever. Ever. I wonder if that's on you uh, somewhere. That would be a good thing for somebody to research. Now, who, who was it that did that report? Gail Bright. Gail Bright. Gail Bright, our good Gail, friend. Gail Not So Bright. That's right, Gail Not So Bright. And it was a you know a piece on me on Channel 10 and on the show. That's back in the day when we had an audience. I have a video of that somewhere. You do? Yeah. And it's they played a weird the wrong format. clip on Channel 10 News. It, it wasn't the wrong clip. Gail yeah, didn't realize was. that's what you were saying. No. Did you have a conversation with her about it afterwards? No. Well, I did. And what did she say? She said that wasn't the wrong clip. She just didn't realize that that's what you were saying until the report About aired. Yes. <clears throat> I see. Well, Dwight Lauderdale, look, in fact, it scared him almost white. White. <laughs> did. Pale as a ghost. White Lauderdale. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. How are you? Okay, sir. I just want to let you know that I love your show, and I should know because I am Jesus Christ. Okay, great. WQAM, hello. QAM, crazy line. Can't do it. I like the ones that are real, not, not just quiet. Those are the like cleverest ones of all. Oh, my They've got God, everyone man. beat. I get such a feeling of peace and Geniuses. tranquility when it happens. Peace in the valley with Elvis. Let's play all Elvis uh, the rest of the time mm. we're here. What do you say? Okay, let me know so I know when to uh, call in sick. QAM, hello. <laughs> I'm calm. Well, if you weren't sick when you started, I guarantee it. Oh, yeah. Names. I'll send you to the town. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The Sports Leader. Neil God. It's 30 a day plus gas. Well, I ran in Lincoln. Cash or credit. And I drove up in the hill. You want the insurance? And to recall how it happened. Well, it's good luck. It still gives me chill. What a weirdo. Followed my map of star houses. Yikes. And was shocked to see. Sitting on her front porch was Angelina Jolie. Walked up like I knew her. Hey, do I know you? When I saw her hesitate. Hey! But the chloroform started working then for her. It was too late. Put her in my car and rolled the windows down. Now she was my queen and. 
made her a crown. Cut the stupid crown off me. And I've got Angelina Jolie in my basement. I'm in the basement. And I think I'll keep her there with me. And charge her rent. I'm not paying rent. Well, I hope she don't mind. I hope that she'll find that she likes the cement. I'm in the basement. How wonderful life is with Angelina Jolie in my basement. Let me out of here. Well, I'm schizophrenic, polar and manic. But I bet you'd give your last cent. To have Angelina Jolie locked down in your basement. Hello, Precious. Don't hurt my dog. I'll do it, mister. Don't hurt Precious. I'll hurt your dog, mister. It puts the dog in the basket. It puts the lotion in the basket. Okay, 131 at 560 WQM. It looks like we have a very, very uh, non-existent Ecuadorian audience out there, wouldn't you think? I uh, no. Aren't you depressed by that? A little bit, yeah. 882 on your pool. You need 18 votes in a half an hour to get to a, to a 900. I think we can do it. <clears throat> we had a slow start, and that's because uh, we put this under late last... Whatever. WQAM, Mount Negro Line, hello. In Ecuador, they think red rum. Red rum. <laughs> that is one of the worst flicks, man. Now, that, that, is, uh, that was the Jack Nicholson, right? Right, the shining. Shining. Oh, my God. So bad. Red rum, red rum, red rum. It just, it just didn't make any sense, you know. Did it, or is that it just was me? A, well, I mean, there are things Here's I liked about Johnny. it, things I didn't. We went, went through the whole movie just to get him uh, that line. Here's Johnny. Mm -hmm. There are some lines. There are some moments. It could have been much yeah, better. Not good. Sucked. WQAM, hello. It puts Mama Negra. WQAM, hello. Please listen carefully. This is an important notice regarding your automobile. We recently mailed you a postcard to activate your extended warranty coverage. Did you do it? This courtesy call is your final notice that your vehicle will be removed from our system. This means the opportunity to activate your extended warranty coverage at deeply discounted rates will be lost. You fairy. WQAM, hello. I had a meal. This is Apple Home. Oh, my God. And that was it? It's more than I wanted. You know, have nothing to say. What? It's more than I wanted. What do you mean by that? Why do you dislike him? I do know. Half from Homestead. Who? He's an old timer, man. He's one of our old timers, but he ran out. Of... Maybe that's just what happened in South Florida. You know, after all these years, they just ran out of crap to say, or maybe they just ran out of crap. But they I ran out a long time ago, but it didn't stop them from saying it. Right. Five six seven oh five sixty. Come on, Mama Negra. There must be somebody who knows something from that. Seriously, okay? Don't make any uh, racial jokes on here, you idiots. And pound 560 in the Verizon Singular Wireless Line. I don't think we have any Ecuadorians listening. We ought to do a survey on that. On our Hispanic audience. All 20 of them. About 30, man. WQAM, hello. QAM, hello. I got a WQAM, hello. Yo, this be Tony Fox. WQAM, hello. Uh, how tall is George? WQAM, hello. Leave Mama Negro alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, actually, he sounds a little bit like, uh, mm -hmm. you know, a little. Oh, I know. And how dare anyone out there? So I think the sure. code word is. Gay. Yeah. Maybe that's why he sounds like that. 
WQAM, hello. Yeah. Yeah. I'm ready. WQAM, hello. <laughs> wow. Don't, don't you wish we had like a... No, a, no, I don't. We could see it? No. Yeah, you do. No, I don't. Trust me. I'm you. Q. No. WQAM, hello. God, I love Tom Brady. QAM, hello. QAM. Montenegro yeah. line, yes. Yes, I'm Michael Dorian. What do you need to know about Mama Negra? Well, tell us what it's all about. I mean, I just read those two things off the Internet, but I'm sure you can make more interesting. The problem is I didn't get to hear those things. The, uh, the Mama Negra is, a, is a, kind of a carnival party. It's mm -hmm. done in a parade. Is, is uh, it like, uh, like that festival they have in Brazil? It's sort of, yeah. It's a carnival. Mm -hmm. It's it's uh, it's Indian and African. A uh, guy, a guy dresses as a lady, and he, uh, he paints his, his face back. He uses uh, very bright colors. And they, they, it's, it's, it's done, uh, over there by Cayambe. That's near Quito, mm -hmm. at the south side. And what else do you need to know? That's about it. So not, just another excuse to get drunk, right? Yeah, yeah. People pretty much get it drunk. Excellent thing. Okay, muchas gracias. You're welcome. Bye. Very good, Dirge. Bye. How do you like that? We had an Ecuadorian caller there. All oh. right. Who says we don't have it, huh? We got it. I don't yeah. know. We're trying to get rid of it. Of course, I was hoping an Ecuadorian chick would call. But well, well, there you go. You're such a racist pig, man. Unless it's a hot chick, sexist, whatever, whatever the hell it is. Okay. You know, like, you well, because like I've had good results with Ecuadorian chicks. Good results? Well, well, what the hell does that mean? That means they've results? all been hot. They've all been that hot. That would be like my saying I've had good results with the German guys, you know? I understand you have. Good results? That's not the that's, way I think of it. That's what you told me. 887 on the pool. Boy, you're just crawling along there. I don't think you're going to do it. We're going to do it. You only got 24 minutes for 13 votes. Now, ordinarily, that would be easy, but I don't know. We're going to do it. WQAM, hello. We have Shook for Shepard WQAM, hello. QAM, hola. QAM. Howard Beal for president. WQ, not a bad idea. QAM, hello. <laughs> remember what he used to scream about the Saudis and the uh, Russians? Uh, remember that? Mm -hmm. The Saudi deal must stop now. We want the Saudi. That, that was what they were screaming about. That's right. Are they yelling at Atlanta? They're yelling it's at Atlanta. It's a big, big, fat, that, boobied hit. Yeah. Well, I don't want to say the T word. No, you Robert can't. Dubai. We don't have any. Uh, oh, yeah, we maybe we do. When he says, can't do it, Sally? Yeah. Robert Duvall? Uh... Tom, can you get me off the hook? For old time's sake. Can't do it, Sally. There he is. Yeah. Wow. How do you guys do that? That's like magic, magic man. That's I wave my, my magic wand. And there's Robert Duvall, just like that. Oh, and you know all this business about the the uh, writer's strike. I'm getting. I don't know about you, but I'm so sick and tired of this. Oh crap. yeah. Well, uh, you know they actually wrote some of their own material. Well, what the hell do you want them to go on the air and sit there for three hours and stare into space? And the Golden Globes, who gives a fly? I'm, I'm channel surfing last night, and CNN was carrying the uh, the reading of the results mm -hmm. during, of course, the time that Larry's usually on. And so Larry has to, like when that Parshane, what's her name? Um, huh? The one in the real ugly bitch. Could you narrow it down? Oh, you know, the skinny, ugly one from Talented Mr. Ripley, the one I can't just can't stand. Gwyneth Paltrow? Gwen, no, no, the, the really ugly one. Claire Danes? No. no. no uh... She played the wallflower. <sighs> It'll come to me. Appropriately enough. Kate Blanchett. That's See, it. Leave it to me. Right. I had to do it. She's blanched. So they, that was when I flipped over and I'm, I'm watching. Now the chick is reading the, uh, the the nominees are, and the winner is Kate Blanchett. And Larry says, not not a surprise. Okay, let's go back to the Golden Globe Awards. Not a surprise. 
Who needs that? There's so many damn award shows, which is all these people peeing all over each other on themselves. Who the hell needs that? The writer's strike. And you know what dawns on me every time I hear about this? Hmm? Are there any writers for a radio talk show host? No. 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 Uh, yeah, there are, just not this show. What do you mean by that? Oh, Howard has writers. Howard has writers? Yeah. Now, now, did they write it when he says anything else, Robin? Anything else did they write I, I, that for him? I think a battery of writers had to write that down for him. Yeah. Uh-huh. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. I'm not dancing, monkey. If anybody has opinion, dissenting from our way, we'll place your name into the system as enemy of the state. Don't even bother to question, just follow unto faith. Everybody's turning fascist, fascist USA. That one uh, old coot was giving me a song to dance about. Oh, there's no uh, neocon fascism, blah, blah, blah. Remember yeah, that guy? Sure. How can I forget? Wait till he hears this. Well, of course, he won't hear it because he's busy listening to the sound of his own pompous ass voice. National Intelligence Director Mike McConnell is drawing up plans for cyberspace spying that would make the current debate on warrantless wiretaps look like a walk in the park, according to an interview published in New Yorker's print edition today. Debate on the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act will be a walk in the park compared to this, McConnell said. This is going to be a goat rope on the hill. My prediction is that we're going to screw around with this until something horrendous happens. The article, which profiles the 65-year-old former admiral appointed by President Bush in January to oversee uh, all of America's intelligence agencies, was not published on the New Yorker's website. McConnell is developing a cybersecurity policy still in the draft stage, which will closely police Internet activity. Ed Giorgio, who's working with McConnell on the plan, said that would mean giving the government the authority to examine the content of any email, file transfer, or web search. Google has records that could help in a cyber investigation, he said. Giorgio warned me, we have a saying in this business, privacy and security are a zero-sum game. 
A zero-sum game is one which, in which gains by one side come out of the expense of the other. In other words, McConnell's aides believe greater security can only come at privacy's expense. McConnell has been an advocate for computer network defense, which has previously not been on the, prov- the province of any intelligence agency. According to a 2007 conversation in the Oral Office, McConnell told the president if the 9-11 perpetrators had focused on a single U.S. bank through cyber attack and had been successful, it would have had an order of magnitude greater impact on the U.S. economy. Bush turned to Treasury Secretary Henry Paulson asking him if it was true. Paulson said that it was. Is it true, Michael? Is it true? Bush then asked McConnell to come up with a network security strategy. One proposal of McConnell's cybersecurity policy, which is still in the draft stage, is to reduce the access points between government computers and the Internet from 2000 to 50. Wright complains that he claims that cyber theft accounts for as much as $100 billion in annual losses to the American economy. The real problem is the perpetrator doesn't care about stealing. He just wants to destroy. The infrastructure to tap into Americans' email and web search history may already be in place. In November, a former technician at AT&T alleged that the telecom forwarded virtually all of its Internet traffic into a secret room to facilitate government spying. Whistleblower Mark Klein said that a copy of all Internet traffic passing over AT&T lines was copied into a locked room at the company's San Francisco office, to which only employees with National Security Agency clearance had access via a cable-splitting device. My job is to connect circuits into the splitter device, which was hardwired to the secret room, Klein said, and effectively the splitter copied the entire data stream of those Internet cables into the secret room, and we're talking about phone conversations, email web browsing, everything that goes across the Internet, millions and millions of uh, pieces of information. How do you like that? All right. So next time you're going to be starting to, to uh, you know, scan those uh, porn sites, you better watch it. I'm telling you right now, Uncle Sam is watching. He might like him better than you do, although I doubt it. I doubt many, it. But we got 9.05 on your poll. Nice going, Chris. Told you. We had a slow start. That's because it was you know, put on late on a Sunday, on football Sunday, no less. And, of course, don't forget a QM every day is football. It's football Monday today, and it'll all be football Tuesday. And even when football season is over, which is very, very soon, a couple of weeks, it'll still be football every day on QM. Because we're building a wall of football. That's Jolly Joe Bell, baby. He's willing to wall of football. He's building it. Can you believe it? I believe it. WQAM, hello. Is George's head flat? WQAM, hello. You wish. QAM. I'm glad to be the first woman. WQAM, hello. FBI, follow QAM, hello. Neil. Yeah. Say hello, Mike. Uh-huh, no kidding. WQAM, hello. <coughs> yeah, he's he's definitely a tough one to figure out, you know, because he always starts, Neil, you know, like that. Now the guy, he's a little tougher. Five six seven oh five. That was a raspberry, by the way. Don't get all bent out of shape now, Joyce. Don't get all whipped up into a frenzy and start playing Butch Boss. Although I think Butch is the operative word. And pound five sixty on the Verizon Singular Wireless line. I never give that uh, freebie line, do I? And you want to know why? Why? Why I don't know. It's too long. <laughs> yeah. It's too long. One eight seven 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 eight five sixty three forty five. What else is going to even? I can't remember that. No, I don't remember it. QAM. Hello. You're following me. QAM. Hello. QAM, hello. Got an M and me. QAM, hello. Hola. I'm in love with Prince Philip. WQAM, hello. You just cut Charlene off? I can't believe WQAM, hello. I got wrong. WQAM, hello. I told you George is a homo. WQAM, hello. I would love Tom Brady to sit on my face. WQAM, hello. I have no cavities. I have no teeth. 
Very weak. Very, very weak. I have no cavities. I have no teeth. You beat me to it. I was looking for <laughs> I have no cavities. I have no teeth. But you beat me to it. Good work. Thanks. WQAM, hello. Uh, Neil? Yeah. You suck cock, don't you? Sure. Yes. The answer is yes, and unfortunately for <laughs> you, we didn't get on it. But everybody knew that. He didn't have to say yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. That's a Tell us something we don't it. know. Uh-huh. WQAM, hello. No Frisco drop. WQAM, hello. No Frisco drop. Wow, boy. They got the phone in each other's... Rectum. Could you hear it? I heard it. I heard that grumbling, man. It sounded uh, like a darker shade of brown. WQAM, hello. Hello, Neil. Yes. How are you, sir? Okay, how are you? Very good. Um, I got to tell you... Like, are you like a real caller with actually something to say or just uh, part of the parade? I'm actually a real caller. Okay, well, let's hear it. I'm a long, long-time listener, a second-time caller. I called you about ten years ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, all I wanted to do was agree with you uh, that... Uh, like in every other walk of life, television, uh, radio stations, they don't get the, the facts of the matter are everybody likes the talent. They don't care about uh, what station you're watching, mm-hmm. who is the... It's That's all correct. about who the guy is, you know? Mm-hmm. And you're, you are the man. You yes, are sir. God. Yes, I am. Yes, you are, sir. Okay, thank you so much. Yes, sir. Bye. Why do you like that? That was short and sweet little uh, kiss-up job there. I like that. I could have said suck job, but that would be bad. And then Joyce might get, oh, I don't know about that. I bet you do know about that, honey. Or maybe not. Or maybe not is right. Maybe that's part of the problem. That could be. That would explain a lot. Nine nine on your pull. What? It would explain a lot. It would explain a lot. Well, you know, remember what Clarence said. Joyce has a problem with... Uh, yeah, that's what he said. His name. Some the best talent. This is Neil Rogers. You don't know who QAM. The sports leader. Abu, 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 Let's abuse some more prisoners. Make them scream nice and loud. All right. Get me some wires and a battery pack. I don't care if they ain't from my rack. Should be used, used, used to the torture. But we're just playing their game. In the past, it had to be worse with Saddam Hussein. Sitting on the front porch, hair down my back. Fourteen Chevys up on the jack. I'll drink that beer, never get full. All day long at the tractor pull. Clans all home, everything's a buzzin'. Saturday come, gonna marry my cousin. He wants to have the wedding at the Bowman's Hall of Fame. Got drunk last night, almost died. A tornado hit my double wife. My name's on my belt and a John Deere hat. Sixteen dogs and thirteen cats. Going to the bank to get some bucks. I want bigger wheels on my truck. I tailgate in my big Ford to read them signs, baby aboard. I hate them signs that make me nervous. No shoes, no shirt, no service. 
I have no foreskin. I have no penis. <laughs>